I guess what would be episode 452 of the PlayStation Nation podcast, live, semi-live, barely alive, from uh, after day one of PlayStation Experience 2015 here in San Francisco. I am Glenn, joined by Josh Langford. Hello. A very tired Josh Langford. Yeah. And... Destiny Dave, yeah. Destiny Dave, how I had to introduce him all day today. And people actually said it to me as well. Yep, I said Dave and they gave me this blank look and all of a sudden I'm like, Destiny Dave? <gasps> hey! <laughs> so, uh, very, very long day today. Uh, I got up at 5 a.m. and right now it's uh, almost 11 p.m. So, it's it's been a long day for all three of us. A lot of running around, a lot of waiting, a lot of... Well, I didn't get to play very many games, but you guys did. So I figure we'll talk a little bit about the keynote from this morning, some of the highlights, some of the lowlights. Low we don't really need to you know, do like the, the E3 press conference and go over, through every step, but uh, can definitely talk about some of the things. And then what we saw on the show floor, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, any funny little quips, like Lady Hawk losing at the end. That sucked. That did suck. That was fun to watch, though. <clears throat> so, uh, first up, uh, you know, the, the keynote this morning, scheduled for two hours, but we got in and sat down two hours before it started, which was actually kind of fun. We got to take some pictures uh, of the crowd kind of from the beginnings until that place just filled completely up. And I periscoped you three pay, no. times wandering around. Yep, didn't turn the comments empty, on. When it was... <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Periscope, for changing everything. Um, walked around when it was empty. Yeah. Walked around as it filled. Walked around when it was almost completely full. Yep. And we found out after the fact that they actually shut it down. Yeah. They they oh. cut it off at one point. The fire marshal said 5,000, that's it. Doesn't well, that was matter. the number? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Doesn't matter if the, there is plenty of room for standing room. Doesn't matter if there's still empty seats. 5,000 is the limit. No shit. And they kept everybody else downstairs and had screens for them to watch on downstairs. Did they watch it in the lobby downstairs? I have or, no Because I don't remember seeing any screens down there. I don't know where. <clears throat> wow. But they watched it on screens downstairs. Yeah, yeah. So we were told to get there at 7 in the morning. <clears throat> and... Uh, <clears throat> We got in and got our badges pretty quickly, except Dave held us up for like a while. Uh, Held the whole line up. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, And then we went up and stood in line, and we were lucky. Like, they let us in about five minutes before everybody else. So we got to get in, and we... Josh, the seat ninja. Yes. Who uh, is the best in the craft. uh, Got up there. Wasn't running or anything, but he's just really good at walking extremely fast without, Hmm. without breaking his gait. Plus getting us right to the front of the press line, so we're the first ones in the door. <laughs> that was that was a good one, too, because we were actually weren't the first ones there. But, uh, yeah, we got up there. Uh, and we, I would say, probably got the best seats in the house. Literally. I mean, yeah. we were able to take pictures on two of the three stages. The third stage really wasn't used that much. And uh, we had a really good vantage point. So, good job, Josh. Thank you. Kudos to you, sir, and your seat ninja skills. And a bunch of future banner materials coming. <laughs> yeah, we took a bunch of pictures of me and Josh in front of uh, the PlayStation logo. Uh, unfortunately, it was Dave taking the pictures, who still doesn't know how to use the camera. Eh, shut up, I figured it out. <laughs> but it was good because our heads were pretty much on that bright blue background, so I can easily cut those out yeah. in Photoshop. Oh, boy. Easily. <laughs> this is, this is going to be interesting. 
Maybe we'll get a replacement for that Glenn's head turned sideways. <laughs> well, but see, that's the fun of it. Like, I have other Glenn pictures, but that, it's just funny to use that same one all the time. The Except they look thing. a lot fatter in those pictures. Huh. I've lost some weight since then. He stretches your face on purpose, I'm just saying. Well, I had I, I had one picture of you, one picture of Joel, and one picture of me that I used right. all the time. Yeah, I know. It was that one with my my mouth kind of open, like oh, make me look like the you know the traditional mouth breather. That was that was actually the only one that I had that I could easily cut your head out. The other ones were going to require like hours of work because of what was going on in the pictures. I could have easily gone down to a photo studio and had some new ones made. <sighs> But it's not fun when it's you have like posed ones made. Although uh-huh. that's kind of what we did here, <laughs> so we'll see. I don't think Twitter is loading all the way up for me, so I might be off a little bit. But I figured, obviously, we don't have to go step by step here. Well, I have a ste- I have a step by step, so we oh do you okay go around a little bit if we need. Well, to. Well, you know, name it off. Maybe we just don't Final want Final Fantasy Seven. Well, it started with Uncharted. Yes. Which was really cool. And yeah. the the biggest thing that I saw from that one is that, and we don't know how it's going to go or not going to go from there, but yeah. you have choices. Like it showed that you have you could push one of three buttons when he was talking to his brother. That was cool. And it told Which him the story of the game. Which then launches you directly into Uncharted 1, 2, or 3. Yeah. Literally, you have to play them all over again. And then it comes <laughs> back to the next morning where he's finishing up the story. That's what we were told, yeah. It's like a dream sequence and you have to yep. play through the entire game. Yep. Pretty amazing. Is that what you guys were told later, really? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't part of these conversations. <laughs> this is going to be a long night, Josh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would so, you really put it past them to put the games in there? <laughs> I would. I could see them screwing with you, like have yeah. it start like that and go about 15, 20 seconds or something or a minute. Whoa. Uh-oh, Josh just saw something that made him go, Whoa. I know Kung Fu. That made me say I might not be getting San Andreas again. Why? Because for Vice City and San Andreas, they stripped the music out. Well, I mean, those Although are all soundtracks. Well, so what? But it is well, PS4, so I could just yeah. put my own music in yeah, there. Yeah, just put a USB drive in there. and. Uh, but still. <laughs> they probably didn't have a choice. I could put a USB drive with the San Andreas soundtrack in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sure they I'm sure uh, but still curated lists on Spotify even. That's fucked up. That is pretty messed up. But I, I bet you they didn't have a and we'll talk about that a little bit later for one of the games that there was an obvious change. So what was after Uncharted? Um after Uncharted they did they Jeez. put Final Fantasy on the stage. Final Fantasy seven, the remake, they showed a trailer. And they show uh, gameplay, yeah, which was combat. amazing. I mean, the game looks wow. just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I wonder when it's going to be done, though. I have a feeling it's going to be like 2018 before it comes out. <laughs> nah, uh, it's a big game. It looked it looked fantastic, though. It really did. Um, beautiful. And then they told us that that PC remake is available today on PS4. To thunderous applause? I don't know if that's the right word to use. <laughs> Smattering of applause? That's the right word to use, yeah. <laughs> the, the silence was deafening. So what's next? Um, they talked to... They, the, they did the Call of Duty, the um, professional Oh, the, the esports, yeah. Yeah, the esport thing. And how they're partnered. So pretty much if you're a Call of Duty player and you're on Xbox and you're just waiting and waiting, yeah, you're going to have to buy a PS4. Yeah. Because now all the esports stuff, uh, I'm sure MLG is going to follow suit. 
Yeah, because it uh, sounds it's like it's going to be all PS4. Yeah, it sounds like PS4 and Call of Duty are putting together, are putting the prize pack together. It was like three point something million or something. Yeah, three three million. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not a direct partnership or a direct sponsorship, but uh, it's going to be enough that you know because it's presented by PlayStation. Obviously, they're going to be playing on PS4s. So, and then uh, we get to see the new. Or we heard about the new DLC pack coming. Uh, we get it 30 days ahead of yeah, time like Xbox early, used to. Early 2016. And then yeah. We'll obviously, yeah, like you said, 30 days before they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big coup that they got the Call of Duty license or, you know, the partnership that Xbox had for so long. Uh, it's still a big franchise, even though we might not be overwhelmed by it. But it's, it's a big coup. So what next? Uh, they brought Battlefront on the stage, and then they showed off some just some pretty cool things that were happening at Battlefront yeah. through Share. That one where like Darth Vader threw his lightsaber at the took down the X wing with the, <laughs> with the lightsaber. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a cool little montage. And then they showed some Battle of Jakku stuff, which if you bought the bundle, you've already had it. Uh, it's a new map, and um, uh, it comes out on the eighth, I think it is next Tuesday, basically or this Tuesday. Uh, and it's free for everybody on PlayStation. So that's re- it's really good. I was playing it for uh, a couple of times, like Wednesday and Thursday, I think it was. And uh, it's a cool map. It's huge. But uh, kind of wide open. There's wreckage everywhere that you can kind of hide in. Um, but definitely one of those uh, sniper-horrific maps, if you have the sniper. There's, uh, there's a special gun you can use that has a recharge. And you get one shot. But a lot of people use it. I think like the plasma rifle or something. And, yeah, it, it's a wide open area, though. So, very cool map. All right. Uh, then they uh, might. I'm very tired, so the name might. Uh, Randy Pitchford for Battle. Randy for, Pitchford came yeah. up for Battleborn. Yep. Um, they talked a lot about solo and co-op campaigns in the game, as well yep. as the player versus player perspective. Um, to, they've. I think they said this before, but there's 25 heroes in the game. Right. Uh, couch co-op through split screen. Um, open beta in early 2016, and if you play the beta on. Um, PS4, you're going to get a 26th character. Yeah, Penguin. And also, the beta is coming to PS4 first for well, consoles. Penguin is Toby. Right. And that's one of the 25. I thought that was the 26th. Mm. Oh, no. 20- the 26th will be created after the 25 have been made. It'll be later on after the game is launched. I thought that was the 26th that they were showing. But you can okay. play as Toby in the uh, in the beta that they're going to run on only on PS4. And that's PlayStation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was a little confusing. So, And then I'm not sure... Um, I didn't get a chance to look on the site today or not, but they said the date of May 3rd. I don't know if we had a date for Battleborn. I, yeah, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. So, if we didn't, it's May 3rd. Okay. Cool. I have um, a lot of high hopes for that game still. Yeah, I really wanted to try to like play it again today, but the line was just <laughs> The line was ridiculous. massive. Because they were at the front door, so yeah. it was massive. <laughs> um, they put Street Fighter Five on the stage. Yeah, Yo- Yoshinori Ono came out with uh, his, his gloves on. His Ryu hands. Uh, they announced the last character, uh, which is Feng. Uh, and it's actually F period E period NG. Um, the last character, which did not leak, actually, which was surprising. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... Um, yeah, that's the final launch character. Yes. And then they showed the six additional characters that you're going to get post-launch. And those are uh, Alex, Guile, Balrog, Ibuki, Jury, and Yurian. So a pretty good mix of characters. I know a lot of uh, Street Fighter fans are happy about those, especially getting Guile back and Balrog. Um, and Jury, actually. Jury's a pretty popular character. So 
they emphasized again that all of those six uh, six characters can be unlocked for free yeah. by playing the game, but that the season pass is on sale today. today which, God, you know, I'm really sick of the whole season pass three months before the game comes out shit. It, that bothers me. Don't... Uh, but I do like that you can earn it. I'm sure that it's, it's probably a grind, but I'm sure that... I do like the fact that you can do that. And that game's two months away, so... Yeah, what is it, February... February 16th is yeah. the date, yeah. So... And then they were talking about the Capcom Cup uh, finale, which is Sunday tomorrow for everybody on the main stage. Uh, that's pretty cool that they had it here. I mean, that actually... I, I think that drew a lot of people in to the event, so... <coughs> really Street cool Fighter booth has been slammed today, too, so... It was. It was crazy. <coughs> Uh, then Geo Corsa came out. Uh, they talked a little bit about Dead Star, which uh, I have the beta for. Um, I'm not. Nobody ever told me if I can stream it or not, so I have to find out still. It's an interesting game. It's it's kind of a space shooter because it's overhead perspective, um, done by Armature, who are I I really like that studio. They did Injustice on the Vita, uh, and they've done some other games as well. But uh, Batman. Uh, Blackgate for the Vita and PS3. Um, but Dead Star is interesting. It, it, you know, they're trying to push the whole uh, online multiplayer aspect of it, and you can get these big factions against each other and try to take over base ships and destroy base ships, that sort of thing. Um, they haven't really announced a lot of the stuff yet. Like, you kind of know some of the stuff in the beta, but uh, I'll find out if I can stream it, and maybe I'll do that this week. Uh, but they talked a little bit about uh, escape mode and capital ship mode, but they didn't give a lot of details yet. Uh, then they showed <laughs> Death um, Death's Gambit. Death's Gambit, which is really kick-ass. I got to play it at PAX, and I was impressed. Uh, and Adult Swim Games are publishing it, which is cool. They're they're really going hot and heavy on, on publishing all of a sudden. Uh, Death's Gambit, side-scrolling action game, uh, kind of Castlevania-ish. But really cool animation on a lot of the... You know, it's got that retro look, but uh, really smooth animation, really big characters, very epic. Uh, what I played, I really liked. It was one of the one one of the games that I came out of PS, or, uh, PAX really uh, waiting to see some more stuff on. And then uh, they also showed Raise the Dead, uh, which hopefully I'm going to see those guys tomorrow. Uh, Duck Game, which I don't know much about. Rain World, I don't know much about. Small radios, big televisions. Which I really don't know much about, and uh, Headlander, which I did watch somebody play today. It looks like a really unique kind of puzzle platformer. Wait, that's the one where the heads in like the I played that. You played it, yeah. What'd you think? It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh the artwork on it is really really good. Yeah. Um, and the gameplay. Uh, well, it's unique, obviously. Your head pops off. Yeah, and you can, like, attach the head to other things and you take control. robot bodies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is, this is how I'm going to live forever. That's what I've been telling my wife for years. That I'm just going to move into my robot body when I get older and I'll be all set. You just want to be able Um, to say, bite my shiny metal ass. Yeah. Um, so, you can use the head... When you're just the head and you're floating around, yeah, you have like a eventually uh, you have the, like this vacuum ability, so you can because while you're floating around as the head, the robots are still shooting at you. Okay, and you've got nothing to shoot back. You're just a head. 
So you go over near them and you use this vacuum ability to pop their heads off and then you take over their body. <laughs> so you can do that or you can use it to do other things. Okay. Um, you can also attach your head to these special nodes and take over the computer and open doors and wow. do cr- kinds of crazy things. It's it's a really cool game. I nice. actually like it a lot. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Cool. Uh, next up, Double Fine showed some footage from Day of the Tentacle Remastered. And Josh and I noticed something very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The main character, the kind of nerdy looking character, which I the name escapes me. Originally was voiced uh, on the CD version by the the guy that played Les Nessman on WKRP in Cincinnati, and that is not his voice. Nope. So uh, I was supposed to see Tim Schafer today, and things got messed up at the appointment. So I'm going to try to look for him tomorrow, but I do want to talk to him about that, and obviously Psychonauts too as well. Uh, and then they showed off uh, that they announced the next game, and they're doing Full Throttle. So that's something yeah. that you and me and Stuart talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm happy about it. I like Full Throttle. To me, it was kind of a little bit too short of a game. But I'm very excited for it. It's, it's a phenomenal game. I think it was the last Scum game, too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it was the last one. It might have been. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Uh, they did give a month. They said March 2016, PS4 and Vita for Day of the Tentacle. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then um, in Full Throttle, there will be it's going to be PS4 and Vita, and there'll be an unaltered version of it. Well, you can always flip between on all of the one that, the ones they've done yeah. so far. You can okay. hit a button and flip between the original and, and the new remastered stuff. So it's good that they're still doing that. I wonder if you go back to the original on Day of the Tentacle if it's the original voice. Probably not. <laughs> It, that bugs me. I mean, obviously, it was probably... Some, I don't think he's alive anymore, so I wonder if it was something yeah, with... His estate. His estate or something, yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, because that, that really made things uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, they also announced, and I don't have the full name, so hopefully Dave took this note, uh, a new Psychonauts game coming specifically to PlayStation VR. Yeah, Rhombus of Ruin. Yeah. So they didn't really show much about that, but uh, all of a sudden they showed the main character from Psychonauts, and they put a... PlayStation VR on his face. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, next up, Clay, uh, Clay uh, who did Don't Starve, among other things, and also, uh, uh, who was that dagger guy? I love the game, too. Can't remember the name of that game. Uh, huh? I have the statuette and everything, and I can't think of it. Uh, there are two, two new games from them, Invisible Ink, which looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And kind of looks like it has a lot of uh, espionage and everything in it. Yeah, and that's INC, like yeah. incorporated. Right. I and thought it was ink, like INK. <laughs> I, I even said INC to you when yeah, you asked no, me. I wrote, no, I wrote INC okay. so when I saw it, but it made more sense. Inco- <laughs> Kids Incorporated. Um, and then Don't Starve Together, which is a new Don't Starve game with uh, co-op. co-op, Yeah, which is pretty cool. It, it's a great game. We did the stream for it, but not really my cup of tea. But uh, it's a popular game, so it's cool that it's coming there. Uh, next up, there's MJC. Let's see here. And also, that's console debut on PS4 for Don't Starve Together. It was a Zodiac Orkin Odyssey? Yeah, that, this, this is a JRPG made by a bunch of like kind of industry veterans. Uh, art style looked very vanilla, uh, vanilla-ware-ish, which is saying it looked gorgeous. Um, but... 
sounds like it has a really good pedigree. I don't know really much about it. Uh, it is debuting on PS4 and Vita. So that's yeah, exciting looked, stuff. Yeah, it looked the amazing. crowd went crazy for that one. Yeah, and if it yeah. runs like that on Vita, like yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, uh, what was the game that just came out from Vanillaware that the remaster uh, or that we saw? I can't think of it right now. Yeah, my brain's jello right now. It's just not now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then next up, uh, Geocorsi talked about building the list. Hashtag building the list. Uh, they talked. They first off said Yakuza Five available this Tuesday, which is awesome. I have that game pre-ordered. Hold up, what? Because they're talked about like bringing Hitman Go to PS4 and oh Vita. yeah, yeah. I forgot about and that then, one. That's I, a surprise and kind of cool because yeah. Hitman Go is fun. Yeah, and so is uh, Lara Croft Go. I think I have that, but I never played it. I have them both on my iPad because at one point they were a dollar on <laughs> Give the a dollar. store. So. And I had played them both at at the at the Hitman right, right. thing in New York. Um, they're fun. They're a different kind of a. They're a very casual type of game, but you have to really think through some of the things you're doing. Right, puzzler. Okay. Um, but they're at your own pace, basically. Okay, which is nice. Nice. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this name, like I think that my spell check did something crazy to this, but I think it's it's either Brawlhalla or Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla, yeah, yeah. It's a PS4 debut um, with exclusive content. Yeah, they have it there on the floor, but I I didn't get a chance to get over there today because yeah, I'd heard there. about it, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, but it's can... very popular on PC. Now you can do your your Yakuza. Thing. Okay, so Yakuza Five out this Tuesday. Um, very very excited for that. Uh, and this is one of my predictions that I had when we talked to Stuart, I think. Uh, but they announced officially that Yakuza 0, which is a prequel uh, for the PS4, is coming to uh, North America. So yep. that is huge. And a new new trailer for it, which is hysterical. Fantastic trailer. Yeah, I missed that they said PS4, so that's good. Yeah, it's the uh, I think it was the first one on PS4 that Sega did. Uh, but it's a prequel to all the other Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. So uh, very, very... I've, I've heard nothing but good about it out of Japan, so I'm excited as hell for that. Uh, let's see, and then next up, uh, The Last Blade 2, which is a Neo Geo game, a uh, very popular fighting game, uh, coming to PS4 and Vita, which is awesome. And then King of Fighters 14, which is a new game, PS4 console exclusive on PS4. Uh, yeah. It looked ex- excellent. I got to see some people playing it today, and it looked it looked really good. Which I then turned to you and said, "Is the Xbox One ever going to have another fighting game?" And I said, "No, they have Killer Instinct. <laughs> Why do they need anything else?" It's crazy. Yeah. How this is happening? Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I I talked to some developers today, like indies and everything. They they flat out said I don't really want to work with Xbox. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts when you because uh, well we heard some rumblings today about how PS4 did for Black Friday, and I think people are going to get blown away when they see the numbers. It's just a juggernaut right now, so they're going to go where the money is. Uh, and then a new IP from Koei Tecmo called Neo. With Team Ninja, too. Yeah, it's just Team Ninja's new game. It's a new IP. Looked really good. Looked kind of like... What, what did we hear? Dynasty Warriors combined yeah, with... some of the writers around talking on the thing about Dynasty Warriors with Bloodborne. Yeah, but it looked really good. It looked beautiful. 
some really cool artwork. Uh, and then Sid Schumann and Nick Sutner came on stage to talk about some of the, uh, like Bastion is out for Vita today, which is awesome. Uh, if you own it on PS4, it's cross buy. If not, it's two ninety nine, mm-hmm. which is insane. So if you don't own it, just buy it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. <laughs> buy that game. Yeah, it's it's really really good. It'll be great on the Vita too. Like and another one. It was funny because I had been joking with uh, Rami Ismail about this uh, from from uh, Vlambeer. Uh, you know, they've been talking about Nuclear Throne forever. Mm. This is a uh, a shooter slash roguelike available today. Just boom. Oh yeah, by the way, because I kept saying to him like, "What's going to come out first? Uh, Nuclear Throne or what was I? I don't remember. Oh, the Agent. I think I said. Mm. I'm like, is Agent coming up first or Nuclear Throne? But out today. <clears throat> Very cool. That's PS4 and Vita. I believe it's cross by as well. Uh, next up, Stormcloud Games with Brutal, which we really didn't know too much about. They did that bit trip collection too, though. Oh yeah, the bit tri- all six bit trip games to the collection. It's like ten bucks. I'm gonna see that tomorrow. Which bit is trip. cool. Uh, and then uh, new trailer for MLB 16, the show. Uh, pretty much every scene in that trailer has something new. The ones I picked up on were the Polo Grounds was there, and I'm working on getting details on which classic stadiums we're gonna see. Uh, but also, they showed a closed dome. So guess what, folks? Mm-hmm. Domes that can close and open are going to be there. They're obviously, I don't think they're going to show any animation, but you're going to be able to have it in both states, either closed or open, and that is confirmed. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, Josh, and, Donald, Josh Donaldson on the cover, and it's March 29th. Yep, yep, and no Vita version confirmed yet. Yeah, that's a little scary. And classic stadiums. I said that Polo Grounds, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's not going to be every one of the stadiums from the, the classic pack that came out a few years ago, um, but they're going to get us details soon. So it sounds like it's going to be at least a couple right now. So, but it won't be, it won't be like if, um, like Tiger Stadium, right? They probably won't have the old one. They'll just have Comerica, but yeah. But at least we have Polo Grounds with its 500 foot wall, center field wall. God, I hate playing at the whole. I mean, it's cool to have the Polo Grounds there because it is such a unique stadium. It's like 200 feet down right field. It's like 180 feet down right field and 520 feet to center. It's this big rectangle. That's all it is. It's insane. Hit hit the ball to the center field bullpen. Fucking awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, And then also uh, Guns Up, which has been out on beta for a long time, is available today. If you have the beta, it literally just uh, updates to the full final game. It's a free-to-play game that has uh, ad hoc uh, multiplayer, so you're actually not playing online with anybody <clears throat> in, uh, live. But you can build your, you know, your uh, your specialized bases up and play against your friends, play against other people in ad hoc mode. Uh, for, again, another free-to-play game. I've, I've streamed it a couple times. So you can check that out on the, on the YouTube channel. Uh, PlayStation Plus members for Guns Up get free a free DLC pack, uh, which is pretty stocked. Actually, it's it's got some pretty good stuff in it. And then the bigger news, which we have an interview for, <clears throat> Fat Princess Adventures, which we played during Extra Life. Yes, available today. Yes. Uh, so let's cut to that interview with the guys from Fun Bits, and we'll be right back after we talk to them.
I'm just going to have you introduce yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hey, this is Chris Miller, studio head from FunBits with... John Mundy, creative director on Fat Person's Adventures. And you are? Josh Langford. No, you're not. Oh, What's your title? Fuck, you got me. Seat <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ninja. Seat Ninja. Extraordinary. You are the Seat Ninja. We had the best seats in the house today. So how'd you score those seats? They let media in five minutes early. Nice. And, and I always get up front of the media line, and I always get right to the front. <laughs> we had told our team, we're like, let's all meet in the lobby at 9, which was a struggle. <laughs> we got a text from the producer at 8, and he's like, guys, it's filling up. It's 8. They've already opened the doors. And it was like immediately like, ah. Yeah, they let, everybody, well, they, they let everybody in for the badge thing at 7, and then they opened the doors at 8 for everybody. So, but media, we came up a different way, and they let us go in. And the center front were all reserved for, like, people for the thing. And Josh is like, where do we go? I'm like, go over here. And I was right at the end because most of the stuff was over by us. There were only a couple things on the, <laughs> well, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. side. Because our, our choices were dead center. The first two rows were reserved yeah. for, for Sony people for something. And I said, do you want third row center or do you want front row right over here? <laughs> I, I was like quick because everybody was starting Everyone's to pile in. in. He's like over there, so we went Grab front and go. row right there. Was, and nope. but we were on the end too, so we were actually able to get shots both. You know, and yeah, I was taking some great our, pictures, man. Our art director showed up, I think, at like nine thirty, and he yep. had the exhibitor pass, and they're like, "Oh, just take the elevator." And he showed up backstage. Backstage? <laughs> and he's like, well, this is not right. And he's walking around backstage with, like, shoot, hey, everybody. And they're like, wait, do you have a keynote pass? He's like, I'm just trying to find a seat. <laughs> awesome. That happened to me. Oh, my God. The, that's awesome. Two days before the PlayStation 4 reveal in New York, I went to pick up my media badge because I live out there. So I walk into the place that they're doing it, and we're in the lobby area waiting and nobody's talking to us nobody and there's like three or four of us and i was like and a couple people left and i i looked at somebody and they said are you what are you here for i was like i need to pick up my badge i said oh go in i go in they're they're preparing they're actually they've got like the video up and everything and they're and and i start talking to them and they realize who i am and why i'm there and they're like oh no no, no, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> They're like, no, you, you're supposed to be at a hotel down the street. And they, as they sent me out, like three PR people came running up to me. Uh, what did you see? What did you see here? You have to sign all this stuff. <laughs> they freaking awesome. out. And, it, and that's where the Seat Ninja thing actually kind of started a little. Well, it kind of came to a head because every E3, I can't run. So every mm. E3, we get him in right away so we can get good seats. Uh, he already had his badge. When I flew in for the reveal... I didn't have time to go to the hotel, so I had to wait until they would actually open the door so we could go in and get our badge. Uh, gotcha. So he's in a different line. He was already in, and we, at the reveal for the PS4, we were literally front and center, front row, next oh, to Dan awesome. Race. Like, everything else was reserved except for our seats, and then next to us were guys from Reuters. And we had the, the most amazing seats for that thing. Yeah. So for our keynote uh, today, we actually had, so a few people showed up early. Chris went in early and got a bunch of seats, and it's that awkward, like, No, go, we're all safe. Go, yeah, no, no, it was. It was going to the movie theater, and we had three rows, because we brought the entire studio. Oh, right? wow. Because we're excited about the launch. Oh, my gosh. And so here's Chris and, like, two other people holding three rows, like, shirts <laughs> everywhere. Like, trying to hold rows, but then, like, I'm like, these are our customers, so it can't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, sorry you paid to get in, but our seats are... So far. he's like, his only info is like, we're on the far left, far, far, far left. And I walk in, and I'm like, oh, my God, this thing is huge. Yeah. You know, were, like, people were already sat at the back at like nine, nine fifteen. Oh, my God. oh it, was it was almost full. It was almost at, full. 
Oh my well, God. but that one side filled in, and then all of a sudden people started realizing there's a bunch of seats open on the other side. The far side, yeah, the far left so side then, there. That's it's, where we were. So wait, no we had a bunch of people down the lobby. They're like, fire marshal's not letting anyone else in. Oh, wow. But they did have a screen downstairs so people could watch it downstairs, oh, I didn't which know was that. cool, yeah. So there was like oh. a sea yes, of people did. downstairs. Yes, they did. So everyone who didn't make it wow. in. Who didn't make so it last in. Last year in Vegas, they let people stand in the back. Yeah. Well, that's The fire marshal was like, no, I'm not letting people up to third floor anymore. So anyway, I guess we should talk about what we're here to talk about. Yeah. So the big Something surprise. That was you know, I run into these guys yesterday at the at the hotel, and I'm like, "Someone's fat princess coming out." <laughs> the whole team is here for an event, and then we found out that it's out today. It is out today, Yay! dude. <laughs> it's awesome. We're so excited. How much is it? So it's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Uh, it's ten percent off if you're a PS Plus member. And, and you get th- extra DLC if you're a Plus member, right? Free DLC until de- uh, December fifteenth for right. everybody. Yep. Uh, there's a balloon gear pack. Uh, so the first DLC pack is free until December 15th, and then it goes back on the Awesome. Store. So, yeah, some good exclusives, PS Plus stuff, and launch cool. today is awesome. So let's get into the specifics. Four-player? Well, what? well no, first off, it has to be a bit of a weight off your shoulders. Cheers. <laughs> Finally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Beer. Yeah. Beer. We, beer. we, are, we bought beers here. Sorry. We don't have enough. Yeah, these sons of bitches. Ah. No, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's just, it's been... Two and a half, three years in development. Wow. Yeah, since Escape Plan, we've been working on this and uh, different iterations and just really kind of getting up to 60 frames a second, getting the amount of gear and stuff that we wanted in there, going back and actually putting more effort into the boss fights to make the boss fights a lot more fun and kind of a little crazy, but it's good. And then also adding like online couch plus online right. co-op is fun and just making sure that that's a fun experience. So there's a lot, there's a lot of extra work and effort we put in to make this experience fun and uh, some of the people in MVP beta today came up and stopped us and were like, I'm really enjoying this. That's They're awesome. like, some of the nice. people were hating on us on Twitter when it was announced a year ago came up today and like, I had fun playing it. Thank you. You know, they just were glad to get their hands on and enjoy it. The booth's been really busy all day. It's Every time awesome. I walk by, it's it's been a huge crowd. <laughs> Obviously, some of the some of the hype over these humongous uh, crown hats you got. It's it's Helmets. awesome. Actually, someone went over to Target and they saw a bunch of <laughs> people walking around. At Target, around the corner. Oh my god, that's There's a bunch awesome. of warrior helmets at Chipotle. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. awesome. I need a burrito. So, so it was that close to finish during Extra Life, and you still only gave us like that little chunk to play. Come on, what somebody was that? came up to me today and actually said. That's not the full game that you guys played for Extra Life, is I'm like, oh, oh God, God, no. God. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, it's a big game. I mean, it's it's also about replaying the game as well because there's so much gear. I mean, you're going to play through as one of the classes, maybe all the way through. You might switch around. Sure. Um, but at the same time, there's there's levels you can't get to through a single playthrough. There's gear you won't get until you play through it again. Wow. And then there's upgrading gear, too. I mean, you want to upgrade the mage, upgrade the mage, you want to upgrade the warrior, upgrade the warrior. And there's it's trophies for playing all the different personality types as Absolutely well. Absolutely, as well. So you got to check out Just all the got to bring up the trophies, don't you? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, obviously we talked to PAX, but I didn't couldn't record. Um Talk a little bit about the different uh, options you've got in terms of, you know, being able to play online but also couch co-op. You can mix that up, right? You can have, like, two people on the couch, that sort of thing. See, when you jump in and you just start playing a game, your game is live. And so people can just jump in if you're playing solo. It's kind of like Destiny. You see other people playing, they can run into your game, join your game. And we kind of like that, like, kind of Diablo-style approach where it's like, I'm playing, but other people can help me out and have a good experience. I can lock my game down and just play by myself. And it's just kind of it's kind of open how you want to play. It is more fun playing with other people, and so we really want to guide that experience of 
you know, the, the co-op experience is just good. Yeah, we also address the, the casual nature. I mean, sometimes people want to drop in for 10 minutes, right. and then they have to go. Sometimes your friend drops in, and you're like, well, I need to go to the bathroom, make a sandwich. <laughs> so we have this thing we call chicken mode. So you basically uh, hold down to the D-pad any direction you want, or just sit there, and you'll turn into a chicken. And your friends can continue <laughs> onward. They can pick you up and carry you if they want. <laughs> Um, we've had to use it sometimes uh, in the booth, actually. If we have three people instead of a full four, you know, we'll chicken one of the players out. But it's really, it's meant to be casual for anyone who wants to play drop-in, drop-out. I mean, that's really I mean, accessible that's one of the things, too, we really wanted to hit, too, is in the original, it's like, you jumped in. It's like, if you didn't just go, you got your ass handed yeah, to you, your right. team was pissed off with you. You weren't yeah, exactly. like, instantly effective. And this, like, you can just kind of play at your own pace. It's fun. It's like, oh, I can play, I can venture a little bit. And, like, it's digestible in that kind of way that, you know, we enjoy, too. It's, like, it's it's a different style of play, even though yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of similar chaos. We love the co-op gaming. I mean, it's it's fun. It's fun to play with your friends on the same team. We had yes. a blast at the studio. Dude, man. it's fun to compete, but sometimes it's fun to laugh at each other working yeah. together, oh. sort of. <laughs> even you and I playing for x hey, That was yeah. really fun. <laughs> we, uh, we were trying to communicate quite a bit. No, go to the right. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the fun of it. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. But you guys yeah. are really good. I'm super you, you guys kicked Zug's butt. He doesn't think we're very good. No. No, Zug, he, he no, was going to say I'm surprised. Not. <laughs> he was. Maybe it was. <laughs> well, I mean, we did a lot of tuning, of course. We did a lot of balance testing. Wait, was Zug the first one or the second one? Zug was the first. Zug the first one. Well, did awesome guys, sauce. I, we played through that when I was at the studio, so I kind of knew what the Oh, so you knew the secret. That's right. You did. Secret? I don't remember the secret, but I remember that I just remember that we had to I shouldn't say it. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> but I remember the mechanic that we had to yes, use. Right, right. I so. mean, that's how we do our bosses. We make sure that people like have to use every yeah. bit of their character along the way, and you have to master it in some level to get to the end. And you know what? You can still button mash through it if you really are lucky and want to. <laughs> you guys have really played to how he plays the game, though, because you saw it. We were exploring everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to unlock everything, find everything. Yeah, that's, unlock that's all what the, I love. Oh, let's go up here. Oh, let's go over here. Oh, I can't open Where that chest. No, we didn't. No, we just go up here. <laughs> that was the best part. Like, we went, no, we didn't. No. That I know demo we was did. probably made to be <laughs> a half hour here. long, and we made it two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, too, is you have to go back and like get the different magic items to open the different chests. Yeah, yeah, So there's yeah, poison yeah. chests, and right. chests you need to burn to open. Some of them had rocks on it, and we couldn't do the rocks, but the weeds we could. We could set those on fire. So now we knew we had to go back if, with the ones rocks that had like, rocks, rocks on them. right? Yeah, rocks are bombs. Yeah, each bombs each are... one has elements that I destroy. I figured that out finally. So the engineer can pretty naturally, but if you find a big bomb from a chest, you can use that. Right. right. There's a couple ways to do each of the chests. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we, I mean, we, and the thing is, we legitimately had fun with it. We were, I would have played through it again, honestly. Yeah. And then as you play through. Too, uh, more personal personalizations unlock over time as well. Right. So the character customization gets deeper and deeper as well as just collecting loot and gear. When you go back to like building your character, you get more unlocks there as well. Yeah. And that's something I really like about it is that, like you said, it's it's made to be gone through more than once, and and it's not about just the story; it's about the, your journey through it. And you know, playing the different classes is very very different, and that's something that that I really liked about it. It is, yeah. I mean, we brought back the, the classes from the first game that people right. liked the most. So the mage, the warrior, and the archer. And then, funny enough, we brought back the worker class. Which So in FP1, every, the, enough people liked going off and just harvesting, and that was their way to help the team. Yeah, yeah. I did that a lot. Front, and, you know, that's fine, and I, I did it too. Um, but we went, you know what, that class needs to be brought into this game too. So we brought the engineer. So yeah, it's a fighting worker, if you will. There's no building in this game. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. But yeah, bombs, hammer, uh, lots of ground smashes, and it's been a lot of fun. The classes really work well. And you know what? The thing about it, you can switch anytime. So you can be, yeah. uh, well, at any checkpoint, you can be any class you want, and that's so unique. I mean, you're not locking yourself in. Even though you can go back to the main menu, customize, recustomize your character, switch personalities. Today you want to be a hero. Tomorrow you want to be evil genius. You can do it. Yeah. You can be well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> not just with the four classes, but then you have the different attitudes. Or, or yes. Five personalities. Yeah, personalities. Personalities. Male and yeah. female both. So both male and female have the five, which is cool. Uh, because I think in the first one, like the only female character was just like ponytails. It was yeah, really, yeah. It was yeah. Not there. Non-existent. <laughs> this time it's like full, you know, equally shared. Oh, so. we went all out, and I mean, I think it's okay to say at this point that you know we were in the back before we went on the community stage today, and we were watching one of the uh, things upstairs, and Nolan North was on stage doing his you know Uncharted review, and we're like, he's in our game too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and didn't I? I was asking you guys like, did did you use like some kind of weird audio tools? And no. He just did that voice. He's, he's insane. He's he would just crazy. Well, yeah. I wish we could have released it because um, we have like the in the booth video, and he just sit there and he's like, "How about this kind of character?" And you're like, "No, a little bit more." He's like, "How about proper English or Scottish?" And you're like, "No, how about you know?" <laughs> and like we just he just dial in all these characters, and you're like, "Okay, that's the one." And then he would hold a character oh voice that you just dialed in in a booth in about sixty seconds. Wow! And he'd hold that character for the next two hours. And it it's was crazy. insane because it's like, I mean, yeah, Nathan Drake is kind of him. But when you play like the hero, there's a bunch of, he plays guards, captain of the guards. There's one that's like, right, it's right. like, it just sounds like somebody <laughs> with lots of jowls is really old and <laughs> spitting all over the place. And it's like, holy crap, that's that's awesome. All north going off. There's another yeah. voice actor in the game that we should know too, right? There's a whole uh, bunch. So, yeah, yeah, we were very, so there's very fortunate. So Fred Tattashore is... Uh, that guy the, does everything. Yes, the Hulk. he's great. Uh, Tom Kane does Yoda, and he's our, our narrator Wars. through the whole right, thing. Right, right. So Tom Kane's back. Amazing. Sarah Strong's Bubble from the Powerpuff Girls. Right. Um, My Little Pony as well. My Little Pony. Yeah, Yakko, I think. Yes, so Wacko, Wacko Warner. Or Wacko, Wacko. Yeah. Jess Harnell. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, he oh also God. does the head baker monk, which is hilarious. Nice. Uh, we were just giggling the whole time. He was just reading the script and laughing the whole time. But <laughs> he... He actually just looks like one of the members of Kiss, and uh, actually his next door neighbor. As long as it's not is, Ace Freely, his, nobody his wants to be Ace is, His next door neighbor is William Shatner. Actually, still thinks he's a member of Kiss, oh my God. which is really funny. And he's got tons of stories of running into William Shatner, asking about. I heard you're in Kiss. He's like, that must be phenomenal. It's like, hey, good seeing you, Phil. Eddie, Could you give me a few bars of Detroit Rock City? But just the level of talent that. You know, Sony allowed us to kind of work with. It's been fantastic. You know, we were just like fanboys yeah. of all this like amazing voice talent. And it really kind of brought the quality bar up. It was really great. Well, we've awesome. always said like uh, one of our big inspirations, at least with the humor, has been the irreverence of say something like Animaniacs. So they have you know kids jokes. Any kid can watch it. And right. It's fine. It's PG. But the parents, if they're watching it too, there's stuff for you that you know your kid won't pick up on. My and reference so, is always the Muppet Show, like that too. The Muppet Show yeah. works. Animaniacs we've used a lot, but, yeah. and that's really funny. So when Sony goes, you know, we want to put together a really good cast for you guys. We think this is worth it. That's awesome. And we list it off kind of like we just shot for the moon. James like, James Arnold Taylor is actually go. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> it's like Fred Flintstone's voice. Holy crap! He's the one that does uh, the the emo character for the emo male. Okay. Yeah. And so it kind of wow. sounds a little Marty McFly or David Spade, but that, that guy yeah, does awesome. Fred Flintstone. Awesome. It's crazy. It's like this, this little guy who's in the office like, hey, Barney, how you doing? <laughs> and he does like this whiny kind of sad character. Just, and he, it's so funny. Like it, 
we're giggling all the time when like random lines fire off that we forgot we wrote like two years ago. Oh, there's so <laughs> play, many and they're playing on game. a random seed too. And so like we have some really rare ones in there that just play every once in a while. Oh and wow! And you guys did all the writing in house, right? You didn't. Yep. So that's awesome. Uh, John and me just collaborated great. Uh, the design team, um, John really kind of put together a good story and script. And then I'm, I just did a lot of the ad libs and stuff with the actors in the studio, cool. and so even some of the actors helped ad lib some great lines to the game, which was awesome. Yeah. So a well, lot. Of, like, it's if also played, like, good Warcraft, if you're trying to work things out. Like you don't have to worry about oh, let's call the writer in Minneapolis. What if you ever played like Warcraft Three? I did a lot of the writing for the units. So oh, every okay. time you click on a unit in Warcraft Three, and it's it like, like times, we had to think of three thousand ways to say yes <laughs> and attack. Yes. Okay. And so we had to get really creative. And so <laughs> for this stuff, like for the horde and all like, that, for the yeah. horde or like uh, like the the banshee, which is like. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Call me. Like that's that was me. There's a whole like the demon hunter, all that stuff. So it was that's a bunch fun. of us at Blizzard just having a good time, writing fun lines, and that's kind of like that. That's vibe great. came back around of just like all the different ways of like attacking and just throwing out silly. Like John would do a good pass at like all the different zones. All the characters' banter changes by environment as well. Oh, yeah. So if you're in the temple, if you're out in Swamp Pass all the different stuff that happens. Like, all the characters are just bantering different stuff per region, which is sure. cool. Sure. You go to the throne room, they'll comment on the 1%, that sort of thing. And then, you know, and the other <laughs> thing is, we do a lot of writing, but, like, the writer, um, the writing is great, but it is it is a jump-off point. So when, when Chris, for example, would go into the recording studio and get, you know, the, the actor, you know, doing the recording, you just kind of riff with them. You kind of ad-lib, and that just breathes life into a yeah, game. Yeah. Not every game gets that. Some of them are very linear, very focused, very following a path, but ours is all about silly and so we just kind of that's hard humor's hard so we kind of got to search for it I just wish um, we could have been there for like the translations because oh, we did it like 20 different languages and oh, I just yeah. oh. love being the other side of them reading half of these going what <laughs> and not understanding or understanding them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been fun <laughs> you have a German guy sitting there because Germans usually don't get humor oh ger- <laughs> the German level is always sounds fun yeah yeah that's awesome yep. well, I mean but the thing is with your story it doesn't need... It's not something deep. It's not like Tolkien or anything. It's not, you know, 2,000 what? page. What? <laughs> but, no, but it, but it lends itself more to, to that improvisational... Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah. We, we kind of look at, like, like Diablo was like, go get Diablo. Kill Diablo. <laughs> go kill him. He's, he's in this... Kill, il, kill el Diablo. It's, it's kind of... It's enough to drive you forward. Like, you know what? I'm going to have adventure. I'm going to collect tons of gear. I'm going to yeah. kick ass over all these different critters and creatures and people yeah. in this world and have a fun time doing it. Everything else is kind of side quest and fun and adds flavor. And that's kind of what we kind of started off. Like, let's have something really simple that drives people right. forward and then just add, like, the side quests are really fun and kind of silly. Yeah. But it just kind of adds a lot of stuff. Well, that was the thing. We got into that. We, oh, my God. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't do... I, 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 I was going to get bogged down in that because everyone we went to they're like okay do this I'm like ooh let's go we do that like five side quests in a row yeah. we're just like oh yeah sure we'll do that too. yeah sure we'll do that too. what are we doing again <laughs> it's yeah that's something I could just get lost in we're going to have to do a side quest later tonight to try and find Sir Krim and find all the developers <laughs> there's the one there's like the guard all his guards party too hard and did you guys do the one where you have to find the three guards? You have to find Sir Chuck. So you have to, find, yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to find the three guards outside before you go inside and liberate the city. And we do a yeah. side quest where afterwards the, the captain is concerned about his three guards and you have to go find them. They celebrated a little too hard yeah. last night. Yes. Yeah, we did that one. <laughs> I won't tell you how it ends up for the folks who are listening. But, um, yeah, we just, it's, 
Good. A lot of members from the studio as well. We try to bring into the game, and there's That's some awesome. inside jokes there. But yeah, I mean, we did one where we had to take we had to take some chickens to somebody. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Mr. somebody Sanders. shot their arrows over the wall. Oh, the arrows! Yeah, one of the, the arrows. Arrow arrow that one actually, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the problem because then we went outside and we really. We didn't discuss it, so we just started looking around, and then, oh, my God, we were just, yeah, oh, we what's in this nook and yeah. cranny? Oh, what's over here? <laughs> oh, who's that very guy? easily distracted. <laughs> and that's it, though. It's distraction where it's all along your path. It's not meant to, like, yeah. you, I, sure, obviously, we all know Fallout's an amazing game where you go off in a different direction, and you're lost for, like, four days, four real days. Um, this is about taking side quests. I, I really did get lost for a few days. Well, this is about taking side quests, and they're all kind of like on the path you're on. So right. It's extra stuff to make you stronger, faster, level you up faster, get more gear. But you know, you don't have to. The main story, like Chris said, is is pretty straightforward. It's this bitter queen, and you have to kill her. Well, and I think this one's more about the journey. It really journey is. is. I mean, it, it's the, the journey with your friends, and it's the journey with the people totally. online. And, and we just like to throw curveballs to people too. And like that's part and part of the thing as well, because you think, yeah, you're just going to defeat the bitter queen. It's like you end up. In pirate caves, and you end up in the swamp pass, and like you got to find the wise old fruit. And yep. it's like, what's <laughs> funny is actually, actually with uh, <laughs> Nolan doing the hero, he's like, "You didn't tell me this was literal," and it's, like, <laughs> it's actually an old melon melonite character, is an old melon man. It's just funny, and it's just he's like, it's, it's a good time. So now everybody has a month off to do whatever they need to do, and oh no, we you. got more stuff in the pipeline. So oh, this is just really? the start of us uh, kind of launching stuff. Like, really. like what? Well, there's some... Are you going to be a jerk and not tell us anything uh, like you did with the release thing today? Well, there's a DLC pack out now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's out <laughs> uh, now. We're working hard. We're, we're working hard to expand this. We're, we're doing an game. MMO, a kart and, uh, racer. We're also doing a collectible card game. We're also uh, starting don't a Don't forget a roguelike. You need uh, a roguelike? Uh, yes, we're doing that as well. Uh, you need Metroidvania. <laughs> Metroidvania roguelike. With a little bit of kart racing, toys to life. Characters into shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we love this game, and Sony's been great to kind of help us uh, uh, just really nice. kind of bring it to fruition. And yeah. so we w- definitely want to continue working within this world. Cool. So, yeah. Well, we're glad that we were a part of the uh, the, the inaugural reveal <laughs> last year. It's crazy. And we're glad it's that like this year, year later, next you got year, to like from it. just that launch to like the announcement, it's been awesome. It's and been great. You know, you guys keeping me up all night in Vegas when I'm trying to walk to my room. Like, hey, check out this Willy Wonka game. Oh my it's god, really you fun. guys were hooked you know, on like, that. <laughs> my god, that was <laughs> you know, really fun. You're like, I, I, I gotta, gotta, I gotta go. get my gotta shuttle get at six in the morning. Like, okay, let me just try it a little bit. You're like, holy shit, the seats launch. So, have a good time. It's good. We've got we've got a really good team, really good group of developers having fun working on something they really enjoy, and that's that's been great. So, to have everyone here today, kind of. <laughs> folding hats, no, but also like having a good time watching people actually play it for the first time. It's great because I mean, we were there at E3, but it's that's such a they need to convert yeah. that into a public day for like one oh, day. Just let the nice. public in. They used like, to have that. Yeah, like yeah. you've got it all the games there. It, this is stuff coming out at but Christmas. That's, but that's what PAX is for now. I mean, that I think that's why E3 doesn't really do that anymore is because there's PAX, there's this, there's. I, I love that PAX is all over the place. There's PAX East, West. Now they're doing one in Austin and everything else, and it's it travels and there's yeah. everything. But each PAX is different. You know, well, like Comic Con has Comic Con. Everything's getting yeah, so yeah, spread a lot of games. all over the place. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, if E3 is going to have something, just make a public day. Let us all like let some fans in and get some feedback, because that's also helpful. Like, you're in the middle of development, you're going to release before the end of the year. Exactly. Let's get some fans playing the game and checking it out. You guys got some pretty good feedback at PAX, though, didn't you? At PAX Prime? A little bit. I mean, yeah. it's good, but that, that's also just a strange show, too, where you want to show the public, but 
there's also like they're not used to like a lot of developers kind of hanging next to them but like hey what do you think versus <laughs> E3 is like development studios true, and true. you really want to get the public opinion as well yeah, yeah. that's good yeah. We're really glad you guys enjoyed the game Extra Life. That was awesome. I want to go back. I want to go home and play it. I really I want to play it. It's out now. Oh, I know, but oh, no. that's, oh, no. <laughs> that's the stuff that makes me nuts. Play. Is that every time we come to one of these, it's like, oh, and this is out now, and this is out now, I and this, and we're like, great. Well, we thanks. All the betas are when I'm here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> my character's gonna get reset. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, my character's get reset. Seriously happy that you guys were able to release that that build for for Extra Life too. I mean, that that made my day. Yeah. It was cool. It was it was a lot of approvals and stuff to try and make that happen, but it was good. And uh, we got a handful of other people that raised $1,000 or more for charity. Yeah, we, definitely we supported internally included. as well, for sure. And so I had some of our people had raised some money. It was great. It was really it cool. Was, it was badass. And just it to was... see Extra Life. I mean, $7 million, was it? More? What's that? It was like $7 million raised uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, it's over 7 now, yeah. That's amazing. It was really cool. So just to yeah. actually participate in that, more than anything, was awesome. Yeah, it's... I still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I haven't had time to do our raffle yet. I mean, I've just been nonstop. So that's what I have to do this week when I get home. Do the raffle. Right on. Well, cool. Yeah. Nice to be done. Well, thanks a lot for the opportunity to chat about the game. And Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. It's been good. Let us know when you want to talk about whatever you're doing for the DLC. and <laughs> The MMO and the kart racer and yeah. the collectible card He's game. got kart racer the... beta codes that set to you already. <laughs> the baseball game that you're going to do with the characters from Fat Princess. Oh, yeah. We're going to be a team in MLB. Yep. There you go. Oh, you hear it here first. <laughs> <laughs> the big head hockey players. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I heard if you go into one of the dungeons, there's a, it's actually NBA Jam. No, we just ask you to load MLB and just play. <laughs> and if you win, you can continue. Are you trying Synergy here? Is that what's going yeah, on? No, they're just right next to our booth. That's all. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's right. So, no, seriously, guys, uh, it came out of left field. I, w- I was kind of thinking, like, we've got to see it soon because what you were talking about at PAX and, and that you wanted to release by the end of the year. But, you know, stuff happens. We hear that from developers all the time. And I didn't know, but I'm like, oh, I wonder if we're going to get Fat Princess, like, right before Christmas or something. It would, it would just make me so happy. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I really I want to get on with the community and start playing through this. And Heck yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. Awesome. Thank you guys for all your support. We appreciate it. Well, congratulations. Hopefully you get at least a Thank couple you. of days of rest. All right, you too. Enjoy the rest of the show. And hopefully Ooh. anyone else so, out there. Definitely. Good. All right. Bye, Thank Fat you. Princess right. people, so you can play with bye. us. Right. And so you can play with everybody else on the internet. Uh, 20 bucks is a small price to pay for this game. It is an absolute blast. If you want... Go check out the replay that uh, from the Extra Life when, when Josh and I played, and you'll see just how fun that freaking game is. <laughs> it's oh, how much we were laughing. <laughs> I mean, the, At chubby mode. Yeah. <laughs> I want all the hab. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're out. That was nice. Uh, next up, uh, Ted Price comes out on stage to show some new footage from Racket, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, movie, the game's coming up first, right? Yeah, game yeah. is April 12th, and the movie is April 28th. Yep. And, man, it looked good. Holy crap. It looked really good. I got to play it today. It was really, really fun. Uh, let's see here. What was next, Dave? VR. Oh, VR. So... Got to see Dr. Richard Marks and another one of the guys come up and kind of show a demo. Looked kind of similar to Discs of Tron, but uh, mm. Mr. Marks' move controllers weren't on, so they didn't get to really show too much of it. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, it essentially was Discs of Tron. Even it was. They had the font. They yeah. had the Tron font up there. But it really... We're talking about this. That 
Dave from Philly and I were talking about this. I don't feel that even if it did work, that that was a good way to show off VR. It was it was more of a concept thing. I mean, they put that demo together. They said in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, they were the crowd show- reaction was pretty meh, though. They were showing it like because I mean, if, if you, you guys obviously not everybody was at the conference, but they had three huge monitors, and they were showing one guy's perspective on one monitor, the other guy's perspective on the other monitor, and then spectator mo- mode on the third monitor. So it kind of gave right. you like a. And he had the move controllers in his hands, so like when he brought his hands in front of his in, fr- in front of his face, you saw hands. Right, right. But yeah, I it was mean, it was an, it was a valiant are. effort, not yeah. really the greatest. Yeah. Uh, Rex reborn. What's Rex reborn? I think you misspelled something. I probably did. <laughs> I have Res Infinite. Well, Res Infinite was the next one. And I flipped the shit out. I don't think I did that one. I didn't do that one. Because there's also hashtag PSX, and I didn't do that. What the hell? What's Rex Reborn? <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, somebody else's. Yeah, somebody else on the team. Palmer. Check on Rez. I'm going to blame Palmer just because I like blaming Palmer. Rez whatever. Yeah. So Rez, uh, for those that don't know about it, it was this insane on-rails kind of musical shooter, uh, all music-based, that was originally in the Dreamcast and then came out on the PS2. Uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time. And... There's a Res HD remaster on the Xbox 360, which, yeah, it was 360, which I have. I didn't like it too much, maybe mainly because of the controller, probably. Uh, this is for VR, and then this guy comes out, he kind of looks like someone from Daft Punk, with all the this lights and everything else on his suit. When it ended, he takes the helmet off, and it's actually Mizuguchi. So that was really kick-ass. Uh, apparently, he's already got another game in mind, too. So can't wait to see that. Uh, and then Adam Boys and Assad came out on stage. Uh, they talked a little bit about more VR stuff. So they talked about the new game from Ubisoft called Eagle Flight, which looked very much like an Assassin's Creed game, and all of a sudden there were these eagles flying. And then they put a name above it, and they're like, oh, sh- oh shit, these eagles are actually people playing the game. Uh, looked like it could be really cool. Sony Santa Monica with Modern Zombie for Modern Zombie Taxi Cab or something like that. Taxi yeah. Company. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look that good. No, it looked like it really a fun, didn't. goofy driving game. But it looked really simplistic. It like, looked it looked like pre-alpha. It looked like a PS3 game. I mean, yeah. or even, maybe even a little bit PS2-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looked like whatever it was. It just didn't look like it was ready to be shown. Right. And then, kind of a big surprise, I had heard about this, though, but Job Simulator <laughs> for VR, which is a funny-ass game. Uh, so they've announced that one. And then a new studio, Highwire High Wire Games, which I believe they said is in Seattle. A uh, new game called Gollum, which looked really cool, but they didn't really show gameplay. Yeah, and that's being built from the ground up strictly for VR. For VR. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's going to be debut. Oopsie, Glenn. One. Uh, what did they say? Yeah, I didn't tweet that one either. Next one up was uh, 100 Foot Robot Golf, which looked <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it does. Holy crap. <laughs> like hitting the ball off the moon to the earth. and It's a golf game. Uh, a big 100 foot max. And the the cool thing about it, and we, 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 did, we heard a little bit about it today while we were on the floor and stuff like that. Like, they're really trying to figure out. They understand that when you put this headset on, you're kind of like shutting yourself off to the world. 
So they're really trying to figure out ways to make these VR games social, and this right. is one of them. With there's a solo mode for this one, there's a split screen mode for this one, and then there's also online for this one. Right for a, a hundred foot golf. I don't think it'd be split screen though, because you can only have one PlayStation VR on one PS4. Yeah, it's solo. But I think that, that you can play this game with a controller or with VR. Yeah, I think that might be what it. Yeah. yeah. So. It looked cool. I was laughing. My everybody was laughing at it. It was really kick ass. Uh, next up, huge, huge Megaton Ace Combat Seven for PlayStation VR. Yeah. Can you imagine that in oh the cockpit and be able to look around? I just <laughs> wish they would have shown it. Oh my gosh! I don't think they're very far with it yet. Uh, and it's going to be exclusive to PlayStation VR. Yeah, that's huge. I love the Ace Combat games. Me too. I don't know why. Yeah, but I just do. <laughs> And then uh, Dave's favorite thing of the day. Yeah. <laughs> new Destiny content. We, we, you know, we found out a few days ago we were going to uh, see some new content. We were wondering what the hell it was going to be. What is it, Dave? It's Sparrow Racing. Woo! Well, you play that game so much, you should probably be awesome at it. Yeah, not so much. We have uh, video footage to <laughs> refute that claim. <laughs> <laughs> so I, The hell you say. We can talk about it now or we can talk about it later. I mean, we can go through. It's not going to be much i mean i understand why this is here um, well didn't you say it because they they have like on the forums about requesting uh yeah. this is like a top five yeah m- wanted on the want list yeah so it's not my top five but it's a separate mode like yeah. they actually have new animations they have the whole starting grid look and everything else yeah. and dave's playing it and i'm watching him because i was gonna go set up the video uh the camera because we shot an interview and yeah. again dave did a great job with it but it was funny because the one thing that caught my eye was because he was trying to figure out the controls because they were all screwed up, at, at least it looked like it, or Dave didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> um, but you hit, like, the button. It had to be triangle. X. Or X? Oh, yeah. To jump, technically, I guess. Whoa, so whoa, he hits whoa, X. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cross. David Jaffe just went live on Periscope with exclusive God of War news. <laughs> <laughs> Put the microphone to the pocket. To the, I love it. <laughs> Well, he was tweeting this morning from his seat because he was sitting way back at the thing. He goes, how yeah. am I supposed to announce a new God of War from here? Yeah. Um, but it was funny because so Dave hits cross and all of a sudden his guy jumps off his sparrow. And, and you respawn. Yeah. So. And I'm like, how is that even an option? So, okay. like So I guess there's two tracks, one on Mars, one on Venus. There is more shit to collect. Right. Which <laughs> I think they had to do. I mean, if they yeah, didn't have... If they, did, if they, if they had to go all out. I if mean, they didn't have drops, nobody would play this. Yes. Well, a few people would. Yeah. But. So, like, there's new sparrows. Uh, there's, it, you're, you're, there's new vanity sparrows. The speed of your sparrow is irrelevant. They're all going to be 160 or whatever. And they're going to go... It's all about your control skills and hitting the gates. And the gates are boosts. And right. there's drops at the end. Um you can bump your your opponents at six players. Um, I only did two races, so it's a three week event, and the loot supposed to sounds like the loot supposed to be pretty good. So it's going to be dropping lots of they say above three hundred up to three twenty. Did it? Con- uh, I mean, the regular control though was it any different? How the, floaty it is? No, it, yeah, it's that's part of the problem. Like they, there's some tight turns. Like some almost near ninety degree ter- ninety degree turns in this and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. Like I said, like 
you know, talking. Well, they to did the, add the bump thing though, or they tweaked it apparently. Yeah, where you can like bump, the, you can bump the person out of the gate, or yeah. you, you know, there's a, you know, one of them you're like going downhill the whole time, and then you teleport to the top of the right. to the top of the map, and you can bump them before you get to the teleporter. There's enemies on this on the map on this track, fallen Vex that are that shooting so at you. Weird. <laughs> are you periscoping this now? What? Oh, God damn you! <laughs> um, so, I mean. It's one of these things, and like talking to the to the PR guy, like you know, a lot of us, like me and Johnny, and you know, some of the people that play Destiny or have been playing Destiny on a regular basis, we're in the minority of we're the large vocal ones that want new stuff. But this is things to get people to come play the game, sure, and to get some better loot. And I understand why it's here. I just don't think that this I, is what they should have announced. I mean, I'll play PSX. with you guys, but I'm yeah. not going to make it a point to look. We yeah. got to do Sparrow Racing. Yeah, I just don't know if this was. Needed to be announced at PSX. They could, they could have just. I guess they just felt like they had to announce something. And one thing to clear up too, because a lot of the gaming writers uh, were really confused. This isn't a PlayStation exclusive thing. It's for all platforms. Yeah. And it's free if you ha- if you own Taken King. I think that's the only way you can get it, isn't it? If you have Taken King. All they said was it's free if you have Taken yeah, King. Yeah, I don't know if you could just buy it. Which implies know. that you're going to have to buy it if you don't. Pay for Sparrow Racing. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Well, but be prepared on Tuesday when you spawn into the tower. It's gonna look way different. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna look like NASCAR RS. Hey <laughs> man, got that sparrow out there. Yeah, I mean, gotta go if you see that. Went, you just gotta gun it. They went full out. I mean, the tracks and you, you know, like the there's like hockey advertisement and Searles advertisements, and I mean, there's. I was looking more into it a little bit more. Like I went by, I walked by the booth again, was watching some of the monitors, like. Your um, your armor can match your sparrow, and yeah. And Dave actually, when he was waiting for the race to start, he was going through all the different equipment, and nothing had any light levels on it at all. They clarified that. Yeah, but still, I mean, it, so we have video of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there are. That's the only video I'll be able to use because the rest of it is <laughs> Dave just crashing or jumping <laughs> off his sparrow. The second race was better. <laughs> <laughs> And we do have an interview, so that'll uh, I was going to work on it tonight, but there's no F and Y. But I'll try to get that posted as soon as possible. Maybe uh, I'll go back tomorrow and re-record and get another no, jump drive. No, 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 <laughs> that's that's it. No, no. Uh, next up was Hob from uh, Runic. Uh, looked pretty cool. Looked early, but it looked pretty cool. Uh, and then the big one, holy shit! World premiere Nino Kuni Two Revenant Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. For PS4, oh my god. Freaking beautiful. I mean, I suck at the first game. I'm terrible <laughs> at it, but my god. Gorgeous. Just, and that place went batshit crazy when it when it came up. Just like the like the little things, like the lighting effect on the eyes when they close, when they, they, yeah. they zoom in on the face and they blink and like just crazy. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, that, was, that was a cool trailer to see. Uh, and then Epic Games comes out to show or to talk about Paragon, which is their new MOBA. Uh, obviously, we didn't see any gameplay. We just saw a pre-rendered trailer, so we have no idea what the game actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And everybody still went crazy about it. I'm like, uh, we we have no idea what the game looks like, whatever. Uh, but it's a big game. I mean, it's getting a lot of press when they announced it for PC and all that. So, uh, And that was it. We And all I'll say is... There was supposed to be something else at the end, and it got stopped at the last minute. And we will hear about it probably within the next couple of weeks. That's all we'll say. What are you doing? 
I'm waving the microphone. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so close to the screen. Did anybody even see anything besides a big black blob going up and down? <laughs> yeah. They I didn't say black knob. I said black blob. <laughs> oh, boy. And then apparently we found out that uh, tomorrow at noon, PlayStation Nation versus Kind of Funny's Greg Miller for something. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. I have Nobody no idea what we're us. doing. <sighs> so Josh and I are going to go over there at noon and say we're here. Yeah. The community theater uh, had... For Saturday at 2 o'clock. PlayStation Nation trivia. PlayStation Nation versus Colin. Yeah, but then they put a piece of tape over it. And then Colin got covered and it said PlayStation Nation trivia. I wonder what kind of trivia they had. Nobody ever checked on these facts with me. What's Torgo's real name? Yeah, I, nobody <laughs> checked anything with me, so I don't know what kind of PlayStation Nation trivia there was. Yeah, so Fuck yeah, me. that's happening. Yeah. We're both planning on showing up at noon. Fuck yeah. And telling Greg, or asking Greg, so What's, what are we doing? Yeah. Why Why are we here, and why didn't anybody tell us? Maybe I'll just play him one-on-one in Rocket League. <laughs> Crush him. Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, so, why don't you talk? I mean, well, I'll talk. I, I went to a lot of appointments, but I really didn't play a lot today. I was a lot of talking. We got to see uh, Hawaii, Shakedown Hawaii from Brian Provinciano. Yes. Blank. That is shaping up to be awesome. Yeah, it um, really is. Better color, better everything than Retro City Rampage. Uh, it's not finished, obviously. But like you could just tell right away there's so much more. He said like 2,000 frames of animation for the, the main character. Yeah. Over well for everything. Was it two thousand? Yeah. I didn't think no, it was he 2000. said two thousand. Yeah. <clears throat> not like not like just him standing there, all of his animation to Yeah, combine. But uh, all right. It looked awesome. Yeah, it did. Uh we talked quite a while with him. Uh he said the map is definitely gonna be bigger. It's based on Hawaii, so he's trying to like, you know, the whole thing's surrounded by water. Um But he it's it's kind of a different gear it's not going to be a lot of uh not a lot of the referential stuff that we saw in retro city rampage which yeah. is kind of cool uh but very exciting to to take a look at that and then josh got a 486 version of retro city rampage yes i let josh have it it was put in my hands first and i said give it to josh no he held it up he said well I've, i'm sorry i've only got one who wants it and you said just give it to josh because i'll buy it i'll i'll support him <laughs> right yeah. like i didn't support him with the vita version and the physical ps4 version yeah i bought both of those two <laughs> but really happy for brian man it's it's uh it's shaping up to be really cool and i'm excited for that one and i'm waiting for the psp umd version <laughs> holy shit if which he, he said he off. might make <laughs> if he pulls that out he needs to get this game done first but. i really want that <laughs> yeah so I didn't get to play a lot of games today, but the first thing I did, uh, so there's a, like a media lounge that, that they have set up for us to be able to go in and actually play some of this stuff without waiting in line. So I went in there this morning because I had a little bit of time early, and I walked in, and the first thing I saw was uh, Drive Club VR, and I just, boom, Fuck. it is so kick-ass. Uh, 
60 frames per second, which is funny because the full game runs at 30. <clears throat> um, remember, remember Gran Turismo when we played that in 3D? Yes. <laughs> this is fucking amazing that because was. Because now you can look all around. at the And the problem is, that, I mean, oh. you're going so fast that you can't really look around too much. Oh, yeah. But I could look at the mirrors. I could look down at the mirrors and see everything. But uh, I forget his name. Uh, the producer, and I know the guy kind of, but because I walked in, he's like, Glenn, what's up? And that's why I sat down right away. I'm like, ah, play, uh, drive up VR. And I was racing, and I was hitting every corner. I never spun out. I was hitting the brakes perfectly. Like, I was timing everything perfectly. Hmm. And it, it, I'm t- it, it was so kick-ass. I, I can't tell you how cool it is. It's just, oh, my God. So, very exciting. I also got to watch somebody else playing that Intel Dawn on-rail shooter. Oh, yeah. Whatever blood, it's in there. Huh. And it looks cool because it's kind of over the top, almost carnival like. It, it's it's cool. Uh, got to talk to Ted Price a little bit for Ratchet and Clank. Got to play it. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. I played it. I played because they had three levels in this build. Yeah. And I had played the other two at E3 and in New York. Right. So I played the third one, which I hadn't nice. played, and it is it's just awesome. it looks and that new better. Later, gun is so yeah, that pixel gun is thing. so cool. Yeah, yeah. They've the had disco that ball in there the whole time, yeah. but the gravitron, I think it's called, or no, which one is that? The gravitron. Yeah, that's the, the grenade. Yeah, the game itself looks better than it did even well the Ted, last time I saw it. Yeah, and Ted was telling me that the visual rendering for the movie and the game are almost identical. Yeah. So they're going to be almost interchangeable. That's and awesome. one of them, basically, I think it's the game is telling the story from uh, Quark's point of view more than the movie. And so they're kind of complementary. Yeah. He said something about the, the game inspired the movie and the movies inspiring the game. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, so excited for that one. Uh, I think that's all I really played in there. I watched a few people play stuff, but oh, I saw some Mighty Number no. Nine. It looks it looks really good. Mm. Yeah, I know Dave wants to play it, but he can't get in that room. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I really want to play it because I want. They don't see have it. the floor. They just have. I know. Room. I want to see so how stupid. much has changed since E3. That's all. Yeah, because there was a couple things that I even that I wrote about in my piece that I was concerned about that I wanted to see if it had been messed with, and they have the new like boss rush mode and everything <sighs> like that in it. Right, right. We just saw from that. Well, you're doing that review time. anyway, right? Hopefully. All right. Well, nobody else claimed it, so I guess Dave has it. Dave has put his flag in it. So, so what? What did you see? Because I know you roamed around quite a bit, and you had. Oh, we played Headmaster, all three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suck. I won. <laughs> I was doing pretty well for a while. I was just having a problem getting this, the more height out of the ball. Yeah, because I didn't really learn the mechanic until it was too late. But uh, you know, anybody that listened to the podcast, we had uh, that's Ben, right? Ben Troop. Yeah, yeah. Ben Troop on the on the podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, so we it, it's kind of cool. They have a multiplayer in it, so we all you basically just hand off the VR unit after your your uh, your round. Yep, and it was fun. It's really cool. Yeah, for for something that seems like how could this be a game? Yeah, like when you tell people what is it? Well. You're heading soccer balls. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's the hard game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
it is a lot more fun than than it seems like it would be, and a little bit deeper than yeah. it seems like it would be. Yeah, uh, but it's not a prison. Yeah, we all play, we all played that, but I had to find Ben Rivers. Yeah, right after the press conference, and that's right over by the San Diego stuff. This is the thing I don't like about this year uh, so much because. There's three floors in this place. Yeah. The press conference, whatever it was, was on the third floor up top. Yeah. Everybody left, went down one floor to the show floor, quote unquote. And I walked in there because I was like, well, let me start here because I knew there were two floors. And it was mayhem. And I looked all over because there's no map of... Who's where? There's a map of publishers right outside the door, right? Um, but when you're looking for indies, they're everywhere. Yeah. So I ran around that whole place, couldn't find him. Went downstairs, ran around, and just stumbled across him. Yeah. Um. Somebody down there was saying that the first floor was empty. Comparatively, until like midday or late in the day, well, when a lot suddenly of didn't it all know fell. About it cause that's the door, why the doors were so small for that too. Because a lot of people didn't even know that that was going on. Yeah. They came right down from the press conference to the second floor and didn't leave. They wow. thought that that's all there was. Jeez, and didn't even realize that oh, there's more a floor there's down. A lot more down there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. So I talked to Ben again. Um, we were talking about the podcast because he went and got a new microphone right after he he was on a, on the podcast with us. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then he's all excited about doing podcast now. <laughs> so uh, the game is moving along really well. Nice. It should be coming out. Uh, early next year. Nice. Very soon. Which, which game is it? I'm sorry. Did you say? Uh, Alone with you. Okay. Which is his follow up uh, to home. We had him on. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> really I listened to interview. it, but you didn't say the game that you played. Um, he, he started and then he stopped. He's like alone. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Um, it was well. It was the very beginning of the game, which sure. I played, and you go in, but then you have a choice of several different different destinations, okay. which I hadn't been to. So I went to a different destination, uh, wandered around a bit, and I stopped halfway through it and said, look, you have a line of people. They haven't seen it at all. Sure, sure. I'm not going to take up their time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's looking good. Nice. It's very exciting. I'm I'm excited for that game. Uh, What else? What about your Friday night game? Oh. Oh, yeah. We didn't do anything. Klaus. Klaus. Sorry, Uh, that just dawned on me. Yeah, me too. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Because these guys... Now, I forget whether it's because... Josh has to review this game by default now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I kind of do. Because I... 
I basically know the whole game. Uh, in the hour that I was sitting there with them, they spoiled the entire game, the, the endings oh, and everything. Um, By the way, don't tell anybody. Yeah. So the guy's wife did it. Uh, <laughs> you wake up in a room, no memory of who you are, mm. and Klaus is written on your arm. That's all you know. Mm. Uh, I don't remember if they described it as this, but I'm describing it as this. An existential platformer. Huh, okay. <laughs> um, it's surreal in a way, and uh, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it without spoiling anything. Yeah. Um, essentially, the character realizes... He's very self-aware and realizes he's being controlled in a game. Okay. By you? By you. Yes. So he's self-aware. Yeah. So he starts talking to you. Basically, it's all text on the screen. Uh, And at one point, he gets sick of it and he says, fuck this, I'm not not doing it. (laughs) So you try to make him go right and he goes left. Okay. And he just he just doesn't want to have anything to do with this anymore. Awesome. <laughs> it's really fucked up. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's a really cool game. Uh it's really cool the way they they pulled little things from like I saw touches from games from all different kinds of games in the platforming. Um even down to like Load Runner. Oh wow. I was like that that reminds me of Load Runner. Holy shit. Nice. And at one point, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler because people have seen it all over the internet. It's the first thing I saw when I heard I was going to see the game. That's why when they showed me what the game was, I was like, well, this isn't what I expected. <laughs> um, what I saw was this glitchy level, glitch world type thing. Right. Um, and they showed me a bunch of that, but a good chunk of that I, I told him, this feels like my Atari 2600. This feels like a game on the 2600 at this point. It's it's crazy how many different styles and, and types of games and, and sort of physics from games and, sure. and gameplay from games from all different eras have been kind of mashed into this thing and <laughs> how it works. And it works really well. That's cool. Um and the story is actually pretty cool. So, uh, I'm really excited for that. Uh, but it's Klaus. I was going to say, I don't remember if it was because they are big Kraftwerk fans or I, I think it's because they are big Kraftwerk fans. Okay. Uh, so they knew the game had to have the, the title had to have five letters and it had to start with a K. <laughs> so Klaus was what they came up with. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so that's something everybody needs to take a look at. Nice uh, as it comes along. Um, they're a really small team, and it's crazy because two of them are from South America. One is from like Serbia. Wow. They have a guy, one or two guys in China. Jeez. They have yeah. He's like it's like the freaking UN. <laughs> every time he's like every time we try to get together and and figure things out, he says sometimes it's just a nightmare. <laughs> oh wow! 
Um, but it's cool. They have a very unique development team, sure. basically, uh, putting it together, and it's huh. their first game. So, um, what else did I see today? Uh, uh, the Viking... Viking Squad. Viking Squad, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I it's, like that it packs. It's very Castle Crashers. Um, yes. With Vikings. But a little more objectives-based than Castle Crashers. Yeah, and it... Uh, it's done in well, it looks like Castle Crashers, but fancier. But the thing I'm trying to get at is it's it's done in planes like uh Little Big Planet. Or like Guardian Heroes, that sort of thing. Yeah, where you can jump between There's yeah, there's there's essentially four lanes that you can jump between. Right. And any of the four characters or the enemies uh, are going to be in one of those lanes. Right. Or multiple lanes. Right. Uh, they, they wanted to do it that way just to kind of make it easier to, to fight, basically. Right, um, right. Because it's, it's so easy in something like Castle Crashers to just get lost in yeah. really where you are on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and it works. It's, it's fun. Uh, I passed the Disney Infinity booth. It is a very stripped-down E3 booth. I saw that they were giving away figures, and I lit up thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be one of the light FX figures. Uh, no. And I looked, and it's Han Solo and Darth Maul. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right. Nah. wasn't even Boba Fett. It's the PlayStation experience. It's PlayStation exclusive. They should have been doing Boba Fett. And then Activision comes in and... What are you doing? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> Did you play um, or go to? If you, I don't know if you said it or not. Masquerita. Oh, what? Masquerita and why? Why? Yick or whatever? Know. Is that the one? Uh-huh. No. Shit, we missed that one. Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, why would I? Why did I say Activision? I was thinking of something else. Yeah, I don't know uh, where you were it. going with that. Yeah. Um. But because. Uh, oh, not forget it because I was thinking of another brawler. All right, um, but I saw they were doing a toy box speedway. Uh, it was tournament. funny because we saw you at that booth at least four times at Disney Infinity. Well, I I was trying to win. If if you win the if you get the fastest time in the speedway uh, race, and they were doing it like every four hours, right? Um, you just people would play, and at the end of the fourth hour, whoever had the fastest time won the PlayStation uh, starter pack oh, okay. for the game. Which you already, is you already have that? Yes, I know, but it has Boba Fett. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were talking about the. Fat and that's man. all I want. <laughs> I just want Boba Fett because you can't buy him. Right. They never sent them to me, and who knows when it's coming out, because it's a PlayStation exclusive until... Maybe I'll go with it tomorrow. Who knows when. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead. You've never played it. So? <laughs> All right. I'm good at racing games. Yeah, but the I had a shot at it the first, the first round. Yeah. Second round, I was like, all right, those guys won it. I had the next fastest time. I'm going to win this. Yeah. 
So I raced immediately after four o'clock because then the next drawing was at eight. Sure. Uh, somebody, uh, Dave from Philly tweeted to me, is this you? Cause it said Josh L and I was at the top of the leaderboard right. by far. Like the next closest person was like 13 seconds behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went down and I looked at it. Suddenly somebody was almost 30 seconds faster than me. Yeah. And I'm looking at it like that's impossible. It's impossible because obviously not. No, obviously not because you're supposed to be racing the hundred CC cars. I guarantee that whoever got those scores waited until the person walked away, switched it to the 200 CC cars and raced it because you cannot get that speed. You cannot get that time. With the hundred CC cars, maybe they found a shortcut. I I know all the shortcuts. It, this isn't that complicated a race, and I did all the shortcuts, and I did it in the fastest vehicle possible, best controlling vehicle. I screwed up once. Maybe they went into hyperactive. Yeah, I screwed up once, and I still got the same score that I got before. Wow! So there's no way they shaved twenty seconds off that score. Wow! It's just not possible. Uh, Cole Trickle can do it. Yeah, so I was kind of annoyed by that. Um, but uh, what else did I play? I played San Andreas uh, Remaster. But you were saying... Somebody put in the cheat code. Yeah. So immediately I jumped into a car and the car started flying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which when it was flying, things got messy. Well, bad. Things got messy in the sky. Hmm. Uh, So, you know, it looked good on the ground. Sure. But when it started to take off, things got really weird with graphics and glitchy. Sure. Um, uh, What else? What else? I played Severed. Yeah. From Drinkbox. Which we played last year at, at PSX. Yeah. It. It's like worlds different. It's so it really? freaking cool because it's kind of like the old days when you play Might and Magic or Bard's Tale or whatever, where it had that little tiny window with first person view and you would just click to the next one, you know? So it kind of has that feel, but it's, it's smooth transitions and you, you can still turn around and it's all really smooth. But in terms of the touchscreen stuff, completely revamped it. And oh. I, seriously, like... Cool. It's not just a gimmick thing on the Vita. They're using the Vita the way it should be used. I was impressed as hell with it. So, and it's not even my style of game anymore. And I thought it was fantastic. Hmm. So, yeah. And they're looking, hopefully, uh, beginning of 2016 to bring it out. They don't have a date yet. But they're hoping pretty early in 2016 to bring it out. Vita exclusive. It'll never be on another platform just because of the, how they built the controls around it and everything. Yeah. But it's kick-ass. Uh, I played Alien Nation. Nice. Which, like I said to you, it's Dead Nation with guns. Or but it's aliens. also four-player co-op. Yeah. It's not just two. It's four-player. Um, there's like an RPG-type element going with it, sort of-ish. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's cool. Yeah, I like um, it. What else? What else? 
else did I play? I played, we played Guns Up, <laughs> Dave and I, to get our shirts. And you didn't even need to play it to get the shirt. You no. just need to sign up for something. Yeah. I just um, suck at those games. <laughs> yeah, you weren't good. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I played MLB. You did? For a couple of innings. I got the walk-off, walk-off base hit. Yep, you he did. Wa- he wanted to win the game. Up. And it was funny because, what? He wanted a stamp. Yeah, I wanted a stamp. <laughs> um, I uh, I was down that whole game um, and hit two home runs to tie it up. Two, I had back-to-back home, home runs to tie it up. And then bottom of the ninth, I hit the walk-off, <laughs> which wow. was awesome. Wow. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, what else? There was... Wait, I took a picture of it, because I don't even know what this game was. It was over at Maximum Games. Yeah, I don't remember what they had. And it was called Alec Kine's Gun. Never heard of that. Um, Stealth. It was... I mean, for lack of a better description, it was kind of a Hitman ripoff. Okay. Um... Literally, and and the whole quote unquote demo that I got to play was about two minutes long, five minutes long, whatever it was. All right, climb this ladder, and you're done. Yeah, um, you're standing on top of a dead body. Okay, it's a stealth espionage type game set in the '60s. Oh, nice. All around Kennedy's assassination and everything. Sure. Um, so I said, now the first thing you have to do is. You know, there's a dead body here, so you need a, a new disguise. So you take his dis- his clothes and take his disguise. Okay. So now you're a bodyguard. So now you have to dispose of the body. So you take the body and you go shove it in a closet. Uh, I happen to notice that there was a painting. Move the painting. Open it up. There's microfilm or something in there. Oh, wow. Um, then I have to go upstairs. My next objective is to kill... Like the mob boss that's in this house. Okay. So I just walk past all the guards because I've got the bodyguard outfit on. Right. Walk right into the room and he's like, okay, now you can shoot him. You can use the the garrote, whatever, on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piano uh, wire or whatever. Or, or you can wait till he falls asleep and poison him or something like nice. that. Nice. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll you know, strangle him. So he's like, okay, hit this. And I strangled him. He's like, okay, that's it. Thank you. You're done. I was like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> wow. All right, then. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. Um, it it looks decent. It, I, get, I hope it's early. Sure. Um, feels like it's early. Uh, the setting sounds pretty cool. But it really felt like a like a <laughs> serious Hitman knockoff. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's all it was. Um, huh. Uh, trying to think of what else I played. Um, what did you guys play? Let me think. Dave? Um, I went and played a game called, where did it go? Uh, Smuggle Craft. Yeah, it's kind of a racing title. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, it's still really early. Um, it sounds like the, you know, I can't remember the developer's name. They're independent. Um, the plan is PS4. Um, and that's it right now. Um, and, uh, they essentially, I think if I gathered her story correctly is that they, 
make video games for other people and the clients that they do that or they do something in the game industry and then the money that they make from that is what they use to, to fund this game. Right. So well, a lot of studios yeah. do that actually. So their day jobs pay for their, you know, hopefully their other job. Mm. Similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um so it's a procedurally generated game that um it's a, it's a it's a racing game. You have about 30 seconds uh you you charge it you you're smuggling goods. Uh, different goods for different like one of the quests was like exotic fruit the other one was like jewels and and things like that and uh you are you're sh- you have so much damage you can go so fast and you know it's just one of those it's you know point a to point b you know racing games the environment sure. changes um it's still really early but I yeah mean, the footage i saw was like uh yeah is this two weeks old the game the me- mechanically and gameplay wise controlled fine. Like it, oh, okay. it did what it was supposed to do. The car, I didn't feel like you were floaty too much, and it was kind of like um, pod racer Star Wars style thing. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And uh, you can there is a player versus player aspect of it. Like uh, right now, it's two player split screen where you can, uh, you know, both of you race on the same track and you bump each other. You both take damage. You pick up. Uh, Mm. Every thirty seconds, you have to pick up this orb; otherwise, you, your your engine goes out. So, I mean, mm. there's a couple things that, that I asked her, and she's like, "Oh, we didn't really think about that." <laughs> so, Jeez. Um, so, it's it's interesting. It's still, you know, early. It was one of those things where there's going to be like a, a, a course creator as well that's going to be on there. Mm, okay. So, and then you know, the randomly generated courses are you know will have some replayability to it. There's quests at the end of the race. You can decide if you want to steal the stuff that you were smuggling and try to sell it to somebody else as a higher bid. Sure. Or you can, you know, sell it to the person you're supposed to do it. And then you, there's a lot of like risk reward system in there because you're building relationships with people. And then if you have to go do the quest again and you're already like screwed them over, like they're not oh. going to, you know, so there's, and there's upgrades okay. you can buy for your car or your craft. Um, for your craft. Yeah. So then I went and went into destiny. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, which we already talked about. And then, <laughs> Um, I played uh, a game called Chasm. 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 Sorry. Um, that is a side-scrolling Castlevania, Metroid Mania kind of game. Yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah, um, it has the backslide in it from Castlevania, where you right. can like you can slide. You know, as you're walking, like spikes show up, and you yep. can do a downslide. Yeah. Um, same thing. You progress your way through this area you find this chest you pick up this new ability where you can ledge grab and now you can go a little higher and go into a different area and yeah. progress through there and and do that thing um it crashed on me while i was playing it <laughs> yeah that happens <laughs> yeah um but it, it's fun it's a side scrolling game and it, it's, it's like i said it's, if you like castlevanias it's got a lot of break this break that break this get, yeah, yeah yeah you yeah. know as you progress through um so like that was interesting they're they're still trying to get that out um uh, the 2016 uh somebody while i was in the booth asked him about vita and he's like the edelman wasn't there but uh yeah yeah. the art director was there and he's like yeah i don't think it's gonna work (laughs) oh wow they're like whatever they're using to run on ps4 won't run on vita oh yeah that's a good possibility um what was and then i played um assault android cactus great game Yes, that yeah. game that is a lot of fun. Uh, that's a combo building. They need to release that shit. <laughs> it, it it looked like everything that I saw. Like I don't see why it wouldn't be ready to go. They've been tweaking it for a while. Uh, I saw it at PAX and I saw it at PSX last year, and uh, I think they're looking at quarter one, twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, quarter one. Yeah, it's not like a. 
trying to think. Twin stick shooter is the wrong term for it because you use the triggers to shoot. Yeah, but it's a but it's essentially the same a twin stick shooter. But it's all about the combo system right. and picking up the orbs to charge right. your battery and to heat up yeah. and all that stuff and yeah. switching to your weapon, switching your weapon to your heavy weapon. Right, and you can chain. I think it. Pretty sure they can like you, you can chain together your attacks or yeah. I had a like a ninety-seven hit combo going yeah, or something like yeah. that. So and then you get a grade level on it, you know, like you know, A, B, C, or D. Right, right. You know, and then there's more things that you can, you know, like there's four characters and it could be four players on the screen. And it looks like one of those ones that can get a little crazy top-down, you know, twin yeah, stick yeah. shooter style that just hundreds of enemies on your screen. Yep. But I mean, what I played, I, it was fun. Like, you know, you know, like definitely picking it up, messing around with some people, messing around with the weapons, trying different things. The different characters have different types of weapons, multi blasters or lasers, or, right? You know, so it was fun. Like, it. Yeah, I, I guess you've seen it more than I have, but I enjoyed what I had with it. So. No, it's it's a cool game. Very Japanese look to it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, very bright colors. And yeah, the voice acting that was in it was good. Yeah, and yeah. I saw like the little story of like where she's like she crashes her ship and literally she crashes her ship onto this one thing where they're about ready to, onto this base where they're getting ready to attack like her other friends and well she's and, like, like a space cop yeah and her ship slides all the way through because she crashes it and she kills the the enemy that was going after like yeah, her, the three partners the wall. and then when she gets out of the ship like she kicks the door down and kills a bug and then like the three people the three girls are like oh wow thank you. Yeah. <laughs> See, women can be powerful too. But her name is Cactus. Yeah. So, yeah. And she's an android. Yep. So nice. That's. Uh, I mean, I uh, I played Guns Up. Guns uh, Up. I suck at those kind of games. Uh, Mobas, I suck at. <laughs> They're just not really my thing. Um, tried to get the Battleborn. Uh, I'm gonna try again tomorrow. Um, I played you. You're gonna see this tomorrow, but I played um, Umbrella Corp uh, from Capcom, which is yeah. a, a branch of the Resident Evil series. Right. Uh, it was cool. Uh, it was player kind of player versus players, and then also you're still fighting the zombies in the outbreak. So right, right. You know, very close in, in encountered maps. Uh, looks like when you first spawn in, like there's this dial that you can like. I, I, I'm guessing that maybe this is a way that. If this is online support that you can communicate with people without mics, because you can say like, "slow the attack down," oh, okay. you know, like "I'm gonna go left," you know, little like silent callouts that you can do in it. Sure, but I, I ran into the same thing you run into in other Resident Evil games, where like you can't just go guns blazing because you can't find ammo all the time. And right, right. So, but interesting. It was fun. Okay. Uh, I think that's really it. I mean, Headmaster was really cool. Um, for the you know for, for VR, that, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. That I got to go with you guys and play that. Um, I enjoyed that, and then uh, didn't really get much. I I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Like I picked up a couple things randomly here or there. Like Shadow of the Beast, played that a little bit. Um, uh, we played. What was that, Josh? What was that game? Bound. Bound. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's the new Santa Monica project. It. Uh, I hate to say it kind of like this, but it kind of was like a journey 2.0 kind of thing. A little look, look, it looked like a little bit as you're kind of going up and like do a wall jump. Like you found that other area. No, well, it's not really, it wasn't really journey. It's, it's a different kind of, it's a weird game. Um, beautiful looking though. Like gorgeous. You're a princess and the queen 
says some monster is attacking us. Go dispatch him. Yeah. And you just get up and you walk off. And really, your controls are run, dance. Uh, no, run, dance, um, roll, duck, and jump, basically. And that's it. <laughs> tuck and roll, boy. Tuck and roll. Or you, or you just walk. Um, very, so she, very slowly. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the run button is for. Yeah. Nice. So you can run, but she runs very gracefully. She's like a ballet dancer almost. Well, it's gymnast. It's like kind of gymnast slash ballerina. Yeah. So, and it's very bright and colorful, and it's yeah. very puzzly. And which is funny, but I said it to him, and he's like, "It's not really puzzle. It's just jump and progress." Stop being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the world itself, it's interesting in how the the walls tend to break apart. Uh, as the camera moves around, like on the other side of a wall, and you're going down a tunnel, the wall tends to shatter and break apart, and it's all very wobbly as it does it. Uh, and you right. can so that you can see through the wall basically as she runs through the tunnel, things like that, huh. where uh, the world itself just kind of moves and and shimmers and, right. and shakes and. Right. It's interesting. It's a really nice looking game. Um, hmm. I did play Abzu. Your, your wrecked poster. Yeah, which I wrecked the poster. Um, the one that was shown off at E3 last year uh, from 505 Games, and uh, I can't remember the Squid something, maybe? Um, hang on. Give me a second, I'll tell you exactly who it was. Giant Squid Studios. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's a journey game in the ocean, <laughs> kind <laughs> of. Um, because literally you're just you're a diver and you start at the ocean surface and you go underwater and that's pretty much it. Swim around. There's beacons down there that you can find, or not. You can just <laughs> swim around, grabbed hold of a giant turtle's uh, shell. Turtle, turtle. And just let the turtle drag me around for a while, uh, grabbed hold. There was some big-ass, nasty-looking fish, like bigger than me. Huh. And I, I tried to avoid it, but once I saw I could grab the turtle, I thought, well, maybe I can grab this, too. You can. You grab onto the side of it, <laughs> and you're going around with that. So it's it's a relaxation-type game, at least from what I saw. Sure. Uh, and World of Tanks, I did play briefly. What do you think? Uh, I was terrible well, at it. I mean, it takes time to get used to those yeah. mechanics. Um, well, I played a shitload of Countermeasure on the Atari 5200. Well, then you, <laughs> you have no excuse. I should know how to do it. Uh, so that was that was an unbelievable game where you could actually you could drive your tank forward and independently of that you could control the turret and rotate the turret. The fifty two hundred was so ahead of its time. Oh, it was for that. <laughs> uh, so that was my 
first now combat was my first tank game on the 2600 sure um but uh yeah i mean it it's it's looking pretty good um it's been out forever on pc and xbox so it's finally hitting the playstation platforms um I think that might be all I played. Okay. I don't know. I'm still trying to... I know there had to be more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have looked at my cards. <laughs> God. Did you play that game? That star? Or that well, the card that I gave you tonight? Dead Star? No. the um, I can't even think of the name now. So. No. I did not. Uh, hang on. I flipped through the cards. MLB. Uh, what's this? Alien Nation. Yes. Ratchet and Clank. Disney. Day of the Tentacle. Which I didn't actually play. That's when I was playing the uh, head, head thing. Because that's in uh, Devolver Digital. Right. Uh, oh, I guess that was it. <laughs> huh. Yeah, the the other one, the one you gave me, that was Salt and... and Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sanctuary. I was looking at it. It looks really good. Yeah, it's the same team that did uh, the dishwasher on the Xbox 360. And uh, it's been in development for a while. It looks fantastic. I just haven't really spent a lot of time with it. Yeah, I did see uh, Thumper. Yeah, I don't know much about that one yet. It's really interesting. Um, it's kind of a rhythm game. Right. Um, kind of res-like. Uh, it looks like you're this giant beetle thing Ugh. going down a path. Okay. Um, and you slowly learn as the music progresses uh, that it'll the music beats will come and knowing those beats you'll know what you need to do what's upcoming on the track where it's jump either i think it's hit x to i didn't play it i was watching other people play jason hit x to jump hold x to crash through these things okay or hold x and the stick left or right to make sharp turns okay and you know it by the sound so you'll hear like dink, pop, 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 slash, and you'll know drive-by shooting that it comes. Yeah, you'll you'll hear it, and then stab. You'll hear it again in the game as you're making those moves. Okay, uh, and it gets harder as you go because eventually you can't even see the things coming up. You just have to go by sound. And you just have to know what's coming, and you it and it comes like, okay, like that. Sounds so, like a game Andy's gonna love. It, it it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, it looks pretty fantastic, and I think it's only like one or two guys working on it. Two guys working on it. Um, right next to it was Push Me Pull You. Yeah. Which I'm waiting for the uh, estate of Dr. Seuss to come. <laughs> and sue them out of existence. Um, but until then, it is the Noby Noby game, um, essentially. Oh, yeah. You're, they're two wormy-looking things with a head on each end. 
uh, and there's a ball in the middle. Yep. And you kind of have to wrap yourself around that ball and pull it to your side of the screen, your half of the screen, uh, while the other thing is trying to wrap itself around and pull you back to the other side of the, to their half of the screen. Sure. And the longer you keep the ball over there, uh, meter fills up, and if it fills up entirely, you win, essentially. Right, right. Um, hmm. Bizarre-looking game. Yeah. Uh, interesting mechanic. But, uh, yeah, I just that was another one I just got to see. I didn't actually play. Um, yeah. That's all I can think of. All right. Really. I don't think I played anything else. I've been think- sitting here thinking for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I can't really remember half half what was out there. There's a lot of things that I wanted to play, but it's just, yeah, there was just oh, a lot. I yeah, watched a lot. Appointments or the lines were just too long, which is great that there's fans here and there's, like, there's all these people yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And know, that's what it's not, all about. Yeah, so. it's, not a, it's not a complaint, but it's like I can't stand in line for two hours, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, Josh and I are here tomorrow. Dave is leaving kind of early. Uh, but we'll we'll probably have to record on Tuesday night to finish everything off, or Monday night, depending on how you're feeling. Because mm. uh, I'll be back by around five thirty, six o'clock, whatever. But uh, something to look forward to uh, at the end of this podcast is Josh and I will be, unless something changes tomorrow morning, Josh and I will be interviewing uh, Mr. Shuhei Yoshida for the podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know about that. <laughs> So uh, hopefully at the end of this, uh, we'll we'll or on the next day, next half of this podcast, we'll be talking to Shu and talk a little bit more about what we see here at PlayStation Experience on Sunday, and um, we'll just go from there. So nice job, guys. Hopefully everybody had fun today. It was a long day. I mean that show floor was open from noon to ten o'clock t- tonight. So yeah. then we went to Denny's and. <laughs> Acted like it was a high-end steakhouse with the prices. Welcome to San Francisco. Holy cow. Yeah. Dinner for three of us was 75 bucks at Denny's. Yeah. Denny's. It's crazy. Yeah, that was insane. My wife was like, what, how? Well, what was it? There was that one meal was like 23 bucks. The chicken tenders were 15. Chicken tenders were $15. Yeah. Welcome to San Fran. Yeah. It's a cool-looking city, man. Uh, mm. Yeah, cool. So, all right, well, uh, we'll take off for uh, day one and get some sleep, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks much.
All right. Well, I would say that we're live from San Francisco for day two, but we're not. It's actually Tuesday. We're all back don't, from. Hey, shh, don't tell them. I, I mean, yeah, we're up in the uh, hotel room. Josh is actually taking a later flight uh, because yeah. we had to record this. Yeah, taking uh-huh. one for the team. Right. Yeah. Uh, so as we kind of mentioned uh, in the last segment, we got to start Sunday off pretty pretty awesomely. And that is, uh, we had the chance to sit down with uh, everyone's favorite Sony exec, uh, Shuhei Yoshida. How awesome was this? He is such a sweet guy. He is. He's such a great guy. <laughs> he's so cool. So much fun to just talk to. And just, he's really, I to me, he seems quite genuine. Oh, definitely. And, His enthusiasm and his love for everything. And, you know, it's not, you're not, you don't feel like you're getting the PR speak, even though sometimes he does have to give the PR speak. I'm sure he's been through the training a bunch of times. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean. At the same time, it just, it, he's, I mean, he was talking before we started recording, he was talking about stuff where it was just, it's just very genuine and very, yeah. you know, I've, I've talked to executives at companies before and you don't get that type no, of, not at all. You don't get that type of just conversation usually. And, and I mean, that's the thing too, is that we all know that, and, and I'm not saying that just because of my little SOCOM rant today on Twitter, if anybody caught it, uh, I, literally like I, I can't name another executive at a gaming company at his level that actually does listen as much as he does and actually not just listens, but comprehends and acts on it when he can. And I think, and I'm probably going to go on a little rant after the interview, but you know, you always see people like, Oh, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. You know what? A lot of times they are listening, but there's no point in responding when they don't have anything to say for another year, year and a half. If a game is in development, let's say they're not going to tell you this far in advance because anything could happen. The game could not work out. The, it could get delayed. And then what happens? They get shit for that. So I'm just generalizing, but I, I totally see everyone's point of view from the, for this kind of thing. You know? And again, it's yeah. not like somebody told us, well, don't tell anybody, but we're doing this. No, it's nothing like that. It's just, in general, uh, a lot of times, you know, marketing or PR has a very s- strict schedule about things. And when you're asking somebody on Twitter about it, a lot of times when they don't respond or when they say they can't say anything, it's because they can't say anything. Or they just don't have anything to say and they don't want the fever to get any worse than it already is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it was great. Uh, you know, we've been trying for a long time and actually he's been trying for a long time uh, to get something set up. So uh, thank goodness we finally got it to work out. And uh, I think we ran a little long, too, so... We were getting the wrap up, wrap it up signal, but the funny thing was he was the one talking, so not our fault. Ha ha. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, listen to show show Shuhei Yoshida uh, busting our balls.
All right. Well, it only took nine years, but we are uh, <laughs> we are in a, a remote location at PlayStation Experience, and sitting across from Josh and I is the one and only Shuhei Yoshida. Hello, hello. <laughs> well, it's been it's been while. Yeah, we, we've been talking uh, since. I I think I met you in person at the uh, launch event in yes. New York. Yep. Uh, it was yeah. like a February or January. It's very cold uh, <laughs> yeah. on oh, the street. Yeah, you were staying <laughs> standing outside the venue in, before it opened, and I was like, who are these people? Oh, these are PS Nation guys. <laughs> well, you were walking out. We figured yeah. you were leaving for the day. We we were going to see if we could use your badge. Yeah. So we could get <laughs> early because yeah. <laughs> as you said it was so cold and you got in you know very early and you got the, you know your usual like a uh, front row position yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah we did. Yep. front and center yeah. so because so, he's the we call him the seat ninja yeah yeah he's always really good at getting good seats yeah like like yesterday. yesterday you are doing periscope now yeah is it like a short video post or a live stream? It's live stream. Yeah, but it's archived. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I saw some of the videos. Yeah. Now I follow you, so. <laughs> oh, no. Careful, Josh. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm so happy that, you know, we are doing, finally doing this. I don't know why it took so long, but. Uh, Nobody you know. likes a shoe. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, the, the thing, actually, I want, always wanted to ask is why your podcasts are so long? You know, that that kind of deters me to, like, uh, you know, if it's yeah. like an hour and a half, you know, I, I listen to, but if I know that I probably I won't be able, able to finish listening, I don't feel like uh, I'm part of the, you know, because some people uh, listen to the end, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if I miss something, you know, I may not be able to enjoy your next episode when you talk about something you talked about in the past Well, episode. mainly it's because Josh talks about Disney Infinity for 45 minutes every well, day. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. The, the scary thing is if we go less than two hours, yes. we, we hear it. I, yeah, I know, I know. People really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would always send out a poll. Like every year, yeah, and say, you know, do you want us to shorten it, whatever? And every single year, that poll would be straight down the middle. I want it shorter. <laughs> I want it longer. And there's just no winning. It's so hard. <laughs> we don't set it. The thing is, we don't set uh, any time limit at all. And our agenda is literally like this long. It's it's very very short agenda, and we just kind of talk about what we want to talk about. Mm. And that's how it all started was with the notion of a couple of buddies hanging out for a night on the couch. We only see each other once a week. And just hanging out and talking and about whatever. And, and, and I know for myself, you know, when you listen to other people every week, you feel like you've known that person for the long. Yeah. We get that a lot. We get a lot yeah. of emails saying that, yeah. So you don't want to miss. You really enjoy that, you know, almost conversation, you know, even if you're just listening. You feel like you're in the same room. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. that's kind of what we're going for. Yeah. You know, it, we don't want to be really stuffy. We don't want to act like... A corporate game site where, you know, they want to talk about the same thing every week or, you know, they might have a, a feature that they want to talk about. We just talk about what we're playing and what we want to talk about. And, you know, we, we had a couple of weeks where we were talking about what might happen here. And it just it's more conversational than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because this is my first time on the PS Nation podcast, you know, I have to say I really, really appreciate what you've been doing for the last so many Thank years. You. you are the long standing, you know, weekly PlayStation dedicated podcast, and you do have other jobs, right? Oh yeah, we and, all of but, our staff all have full time jobs except for one guy. But you're able to do this every week. That's the dedication, yeah. passion, and the people you know, <laughs> the community that you have created. He's IT. I do Aflac. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. 
Um, and luckily, I mean, I've got a job now that they're really easy about stuff. So I've been traveling a lot uh, for this yeah, stuff. That's so. great. Well, and we did the math. February starts our 10th year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's so now I feel really self-conscious about it. So hopefully we're, we're thinking maybe episode 500 lines up with PlayStation Experience next year. Oh, that's awesome. That happens. awesome. We can so. like set up a little uh, TV tray out in the, in the lobby, maybe do a live thing right from that. <laughs> yeah. Have about 10 yeah. people watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think it'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> she will just walk by and wave. <laughs> Hi, guys, and then walk off. Uh, so obviously... We're not going to pull any punches. We're going to ask yeah, you the that, really tough questions. This is a burning question, right? I, and, and the first one, obviously, is what would you prefer, kittens or puppies? Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's hard. <laughs> Kitten or puppies. I used to, when I was a kid, I had a dog that started as puppy. So, yeah. There puppies, you go. Puppies. All right. The hard questions. Yeah. Well, let's just get this one out of the way. Right. And, 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 you know, I've been talking a little bit about it on Twitter lately because I am one of those people that would like to see it. Uh, but a lot of people are asking, and, and I, when I say a lot, it's a, it's a small group, but they're very vocal. Um, but I really would like to know also, is there anything that can be said about the future of the Cellcom series? Yeah, so I've been answering the questions lately uh, because there's uh, you know, expectations, very high expectations. And uh, I really appreciate their passions and uh, they, their dedication. They are there you know, every time when there's a chance to voice their opinions, like there's a pause for what you know, IPs they want to see come back and like that. And uh, the latest one I understand is uh, they had over 10,000 people signed up. On the PS4 yeah. community, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's high expectations, and when there's a rumor that, you know, we are bringing back, you know, some of the PS2 games, you know, they are like, well, because right. Socom was one of the most popular PS2 titles. Yeah. They want to see it, and it wasn't there. Yeah, so I, I, I thought I had to address that, you know, because there's so, such a high expectation. So I said, you know, we have nothing, you know, we can sure. talk about Socom, and we don't have plan to release, you know, new SOCOM or, you know, these SOCOMs uh, soon, okay. you know, anytime soon. And uh, that made some people really, really angry. <laughs> and I've been bombarded by angry message. You know, some, some people said I don't qualify for my job. You know, I should leave this industry uh. or something like that. So I appreciate their fashion, but, uh, you know, it's not, you know, easy to bring back such a, uh, you know, online games have, you know, moved on. You know, right, so right. much the yeah. quality and uh, and uh, production value and uh, you know server sets technology everything is such a you know way way higher now. So when you know people have a really great memories of playing these games, you know uh, many many years ago, but uh, you know people people's experiences have uh, um, moved on as well. Yeah. So even though they say that, you know, they had a really great time and they want to uh, experience that again, you know, they may not know how much higher their expectation, their own expectation has become. So we have to gauge, you know, their interest and uh, what they are saying on surface as well as what they really want to, you know, see or play. Right. And uh, we have to balance that with what we can do, you know, with the you know, expected number of people who would... Uh, uh, enjoy that, and we don't have um, a good answer right. uh, to to that. Yeah, so it's it's a hard one. 
Yeah. yeah. We Be- were- because because we we made the game, you know, right. it's not like we didn't like the game at all. <laughs> we lived through the years, and we are extremely proud of what we, you know, our teams have accomplished, you know, during that days. Uh, but you know, we have to balance all sure. everything. Yeah, we were talking about something similar with uh, the backward compatibility that's, that's yep. been announced uh, in in general that. It's it's something that everybody wants, but yep. it's it's kind of that nostalgia. You remember how great the game was, and then when you go back and play it, especially now, even more so now, because if you play a PS1 or a PS2 game, after oh, playing all the PS4 games, yeah, it, on the it's, big screen. it's so different, and yeah. it, it's it's just not that same experience. Yeah, it's amazing. If you remember, I, I'm sure you remember when the first time you saw Gran Turismo 1 on yes. PS1. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. But now when you see it in the original form, you go, this this the same game that we are so excited yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's one reason we uh, brought PS2 games, some of the PS2 two games in this form this time because we knew you know um when we released the ps2 classics on ps3 um you know for one you know in ps2 was not easy hardware to emulate so we had to choose the games that you know that probably didn't take too much advantage of the (laughs) ps2 hardware so that you know the uh we were able to soft emulate on ps3 uh, but we are stunned by the uh, SD uh, resolution. You right. know, the yeah. gameplay, of course, is uh, you know recreated, the, uh, emulated. But the we don't have the same eyes that we used to have right. when we uh, uh, played PS2 games that time. But the new one, the the new emulation tech that we included in the PS2 games that we just launched, uh, brings to 1080p with 60 frames per second. It's crazy. Yeah, so so it you know it's not like new PS4 games or remastered you know PS4 games, but uh, it actually brings it up to the level that you can feel that oh maybe I can play this for you know as right. long as I want you know yeah. probably I can finish you know 20 hours 40 hours RPG for example with this quality right and uh, we are able to also add you know trophies so you know some people really care about you know trophies so you know we, we can provide that so that's why and, and it takes some time you know of our right. staff. Uh, and QA and uh, you know licensing and everything to bring back these games. So it it takes us you know time and cost. So we felt that you know we we should charge you know we, well, we sure. should release this as a you know new title you know, almost. Yeah. I was surprised at because uh, I got the Star Wars bundle. Yeah. Uh, and I I mean the the Pod Racer game is pretty light, but that Starfighter game in there. Is fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. I did, I wasn't bothered by the older graphics. The, the the frame rate boost is really nice, and it makes it feel a lot more comfortable. But I'm compelled to go back and try to finish that game. It's it's that good. I I, I, I you know I was really happy to play the Pot Racer game again. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was the done by the uh, Texas based uh, uh, developer uh, at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. We used to we used to work with them on the ATV Offroad Fury games. Right, Rainbow, oh, Rainbow, Rainbow, yes. yeah, Rainbow yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah so so ATV you know, games. I had uh, great memories playing that you know Star Wars game. So I'm very happy to see it in a higher res. Right. 
Yeah, but it was obvious that when the game boot up, you know, it says PlayStation 2, and it's a memory card, you know. I, lo- I love that it actually brings up the PlayStation 2 logo with the sound still, because yeah. that, that just kicks right in for you. Well, that's I'm gonna buy San Andreas again for like the seventh or eighth time now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know. I know from your yeah, uh, podcast, last podcast. I did listen to the last podcast. Oh no! Yeah, yeah because I knew I was, I'm coming in, and I was very happy to see to get your latest. Was that with Stuart? Um, Stuart yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three chair guy. <laughs> yes, unofficial third chair, Stuart. Yeah, I remember yeah. one prediction that uh, Stuart brought in, brought in to your podcast. Maybe it was a rumor or speculation about the Last Guardian that Mark Sani uh, <laughs> yes. took over. And uh, I'm getting know. dirty looks from somebody because of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and that was the funny thing. It was a rumor we heard, and everybody yeah. the next day started posting that it was fact. And yeah. It was a listener of ours put it on his blog, and somehow yep. it got picked up on NeoGAF, and IGN put it, it up. Poly- everybody put it up, and nobody, not one outlet, contacted us to try to verify it. And <laughs> yeah, then, I mean, that's or listen need, right? to the podcast. Yeah, or listen to the podcast to hear what we said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah, on podcast. It's a fact. Yeah, you know, exactly. If it's on Twitter, it's a fact. You know, after 450-some episodes, people should realize that anything that's on our podcast is in fact. <laughs> it's just us guessing or wishing. Yeah. But yeah. we were kind of right. Yeah, well, you have a good view, at least. <laughs> yeah. We got lucky there. I was right about a couple things. I, I predicted that we were going to get Yakuza 0. So that was a great thing to see yesterday. Oh, thank you. That was uh, very, very exciting. Yeah, so uh, from the conference, what did you see was more, most exciting for you? Res. Uh, yeah, yes. Res, yeah, yeah. There's a Gucci standing right in front of us. Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't get to play the one with the suit, but I did get to play without uh, okay. in VR. That was so smooth. Oh. Like Mizuguchi-san saying, you know, when he made the game original game Res, right. he was almost imagining you know uh, player to play in the VR kind of yeah. setup. Yeah. yeah. So he said that technology has come to the you know uh, level that you know I can just uh, use my imagination to create uh, so it's great well I had heard that he had kind of backed away from gaming a little bit too he was teaching somewhere. yeah absolutely and yeah. then he kind of came across this and got really excited about it and, yeah. and I was shocked when I saw that I was freaking out yeah every time I, uh, I saw him you know when he was working on the Kinect game for Ubisoft right right yeah yeah he was talking about this uh, you know, image of a player being in a, like a virtual space and so all through you know he was waiting for this time uh, cool. so it's amazing the talent and the you know creative people coming into yes. VR now you know because they are so excited you know I was listening to the uh uh, uh, panel yesterday, and one of the panelists was Jamie from uh, uh, um, uh, Infamous Second Son and oh, uh, Halo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, he is a very talented, you know, designer. And he was talking how you know they are approaching this new medium, and there are lots of findings and uh, lots of you know difficult issues to solve. That excites him, you know, as a game designer. And it, it took me a long time with VR because I'm old enough, and he's old enough, but. Uh, I remember going to consumer electronics shows in the 90s, and virtuality would be there. And, and yeah. you would see that, wow. obviously, they wanted so much to happen, but at the same time, it, the, the technology just wasn't there. And Did I you was, get to try virtuality? Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. they also had it at in Chicago. They have uh, Battletech pops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Location. they had virtuality right in the same thing. Yeah. And now they moved. Virtuality's gone, but they moved the Battletech. They're still in Chicago at a Dave & Buster's. So how, how was it? Was it like a wireframe or...? Uh, it was flat polygon. Oh yeah. Uh, how high was the latency? It was bad. 
And you would stand in this thing, and and they would actually it had a thing around your waist, kind yeah. of about yeah. this far away from you, and they would yeah. you know they would close it up so you didn't fall over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, they had this thing over your head to hold all the cables. Oh, yeah. and, and you had a gun or something. They had a gun attachment. Yeah. Um, and that's what I used. I don't right. know if it was for everything. Yeah, and you paid like five dollars or something. Oh, it was more than that. Oh, okay. But I tried it at CES. I had to pay yeah. for it. Oh, okay, okay. But Good. yeah, it, I mean. I was really skeptical, and then we mm. finally got to see it at GDC. I got to see it uh, yeah. that first year when you announced it, Yeah, and I got to try the deep, Yeah, and that was great. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm around the corner and played E-Valkyrie. Yeah. That sold me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. E-Valkyrie is <laughs> so amazing. Good. Yeah, it just it really gets is. better and better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I was talking with CCP guy uh, yesterday, and uh, because uh, things, you know, we were planning... You know, uh, working on the hardware, you know, long enough. So I've seen the iterations. Maybe you have seen the old iteration of yes. the Valkyrie. And every time I see it, you know, it's much prettier and much deeper. And he is talking about the, you know, how you can upgrade your ship. And, right, uh, right. Yeah. So, so, so they excited. are taking time. The game was solid already, like last year, but uh, it's going to be great next yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I think that. The fact that time is being taken with this, and so many more developers are on board, and they're all they're all working towards it, and the the concern when this was first announced was that you know we've seen some amazing tech come through PlayStation over the years, and it's just kind of fizzled out after a while, like the original uh, iToy yep. on the PS2 and Move and Wonderbook. Yep, I thought Wonderbook or <laughs> Wonderbook. Wonderbook could have been. Huge. <laughs> well, in, in one sense, the Wonder Book, you know, when we started the project by London Studio, their uh, pitch uh, trailer, like an inter- for internal meeting, mm-hmm. was exactly like virtual reality. Was it? <laughs> yeah, so uh-huh. Kid was in this virtual space and, uh, you know, waving wand. And yeah. of course, we couldn't really replicate that <laughs> with. Uh, uh, just the camera. Uh, yeah. So, but all the effort that you know we had with like a three D stereoscopic gaming or right. PS Move or Wonderbook, actually were uh, uh, kind of preparing you know us you know technically and some you know knowledge to be able to realize you know what virtual reality needs. So, so it was not all waste. <laughs> That's yeah. what I I want to say. And, and uh, have you tried Drive Club in VR? That's the first thing I played yesterday. I yeah, yeah. Play that today. Wow. Wow, wow, right? I can't believe it's running in 60 frames, number yeah, one, because yeah. I'm so used to running at 30. But yeah. uh, I was in a back mono, which is pretty easy to control, but I was hitting every corner perfectly. <laughs> I, you know, I was controlling everything a lot better. It, it's almost like when I was playing Gran Turismo in 3D. That's yeah, yeah. We and you could see that. everything coming yeah. up on yeah. you a lot better. And now I had this, and I could look around, and I could look at my mirrors. and it, It's amazing oh. how, how natural it feels, right? It, yeah. It feels almost more natural. You are in the car. You see the dash. You see the, you know... Uh, handle and so I, I've been observing playing the um, uh, games in VR. People are much more conservative going into the. Oh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I was sliding around. I was doing yeah. power slides. Yeah. And everything. I was, but it was great because I can make those subtle he- head movements to look uh, yeah. ahead. Right, right. Because they right. build that in, you know, yeah. on the helmet cam. They build that yeah. in where it kind of moves a little bit. And now I'm doing that on my own, and I'm doing yes. it at the angle I need. Yeah. It works so well. Yeah, yeah. So, so what it is is the game is running at sixty, right. but the you know system PS4 and the PSVR makes it one twenty. Right. Yeah. So that makes it such a you know smooth experience. I couldn't so, believe so, that. so the game is rendering you know every sixties frame, but the in between the frame you know a system creates another frame 
you know, taking your head movement. Right. So it, it's, you know, even more, you know, smooth. So so. That's amazing. Yeah. So one more <laughs> question I have for yeah. you about this. I guess we're going to have to wrap it up. But I'd asked you about this, I think, last year. And you said no decision had been made yet. But has a decision been made for PlayStation VR to be able to use that as just a display for <laughs> non-VR applications? <laughs> well, uh, this is something, you know, well, the answer is yes. Okay. But uh, this is something we are not ready to talk about. But we're about. not going to tell you what the decision is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, the system software side and uh, uh, non-VR you know, content gaming right. you know, side, uh, we've been working on something. But uh, we are, we do not feel we are ready to kind of you know show. Okay. So we are waiting for the right time to show all these you know other things, <laughs> other fun things that uh, so you may be able to do. Year, so right? E3, we're going to see something. <laughs> yeah. So, so stay tuned. <laughs> that wasn't enough. <laughs> stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> if you put the microphone down, that means that yes, you're going to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Greg Miller's tactic when he was trying to prove some info from uh, some. Uh, we we tried to do that friends. to Rody at E3, and he just uh, he stared at us and wouldn't blink. Yeah. So. We, we told him if blink blink once if if it's yes, or put the microphone down. And he just sat there with his eyes wide open. And then he handed the me the microphone, microphone in the air. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, mm. cool. Uh, I guess we have to wrap up. Yes, I'm getting the nod. So, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Hopefully it's not the last time. Oh, no, no. This is just the first time. And uh, we need longer time, right? Because you are yeah. like a three, four hour <laughs> <Exactly>. podcast. <laughs> yeah. So next time, you know, we should book a longer session. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be happy. Yeah, and, be and luckily they heard that now. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you for being uh, so kind to us all the time on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, we know you're watching, so we'll behave. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you, the listeners. listeners. There That's you go. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, that was awesome. And uh, we need to do that again. So hopefully, now that we're in the good graces of Japan's PR, we'll be able to do that again. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. You gave <laughs> you gave him all kind of a stink look, so I think that probably put us back a couple steps. Oh, I'm sure I did. It yeah. was all Josh's fault. No, I don't think so. I think they have a thing against uh, facial hair, so you probably just ruined our chances. No, I think they have a thing against you. Uh, Well, that's probably true, too. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt that. (laughs) They thought I was a sumo, and I wouldn't do anything, so they were disappointed. Uh, So let me me just – I got to touch on this. I have to uh, because Shu brought it up, and I'm really glad he did. Uh, It it seems like – and it's been this way for years on the internet, but it it really – it bothers me, and I've seen this stuff firsthand on, on Twitter, not really with us as much, but uh, I've seen the stuff that she's gotten, <clears throat> and, and that is this, this issue that people have between passion and just being downright assholes and abusive. Uh, you know, he brought up one of the racist uh, tweets that he got about this whole SOCOM thing, and that's not the only one. Yeah, if... And when he said it, I, if somebody said that to my, like my wife is Chinese, right. my kids are half Chinese. If somebody said what they said to him, to one of my kids, mm-hmm. I, there'd be a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I, kudos to Shu for being as, as, as strong as he is really to deal with a lot of this stuff. And I'm, he gets it from every angle. I mean, obviously he puts himself out there and, and I think he kind of knows that comes to the territory, but 
is there any reason for that at all? No. This is video games, people. It's supposed to be fun. Well, see, and that's what I don't get. I the people that that do that. Yeah. They're they're passionate, fine. But you're ostensibly going after somebody who quote unquote could help you who right. you want to help you. You're approaching them to help you. And you start throwing racist comments at them. Yeah. How is that going to get you anywhere? That sounds genius <laughs> to me. What what I the logic behind it just baffles me. That's like I, watching walking up to me and say, "Hey, Fatso, can you help me change my tire?" Uh, yeah. No, I'm it's not going to do that. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to harp on it too much. I, I can, if, if you want to see my Twitter rant, it was on my at Torgo PSN. It wasn't on the PS Nation one, but uh, kind of went off at lunchtime today because uh, honestly, I felt kind of obligated or obliged to. Uh, kind of defend Shu a little bit because I hate seeing when people especially say like Shu doesn't listen and this whole notion it, it's just, it baffles me that people would think that you know there, there's a difference between listening and being able to respond uh, effectively and if there's no way to effectively respond to any of your questions or the fact that you're getting just inundated with the same thing how many times can you say it you know yeah yeah so, yeah, I please people grow up, grow up. And, you know, I, I said on Twitter, basically, like, we get it. You want to get the, your point across, but you need to you need to be more effective about it and maybe like get together and have a meeting and, and figure out what the what, what you want to communicate to people. What, what do you want to tell them besides we need a new SOCOM or we want this? Write some stuff down. Give us some facts. You know, tell tell us what's going on or whoever. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I've kind of taken that mantle to try to to try to help the cause a little bit, and not just because people have like inundated us with tweets about it. It's because I really do personally want a new SOCOM. I want to play SOCOM on the PS4 in whatever manner there is, be it a remastered PS2, you know, with the emulator, be it a brand new game, whatever. I do want it. So. It's this is not me reacting to people tweeting at us, and you tweeting at us more like everybody's been doing. That it's not going to help. And actually, if you knew me well enough, you would know that you keep pushing me, and I'm going to stop doing it. Because well, my parents learned that really early on about homework. If they started bugging me about my homework, I wouldn't do it. If they would leave me alone, I'd get it done. But I clearly nobody's going to like the answer they got. <laughs> but at the same time, you know what? He didn't just say no. You know, it was no. it was it was a concise answer. It's probably the best answer he's allowed to give. Um, but at the same time, he, Sony's not saying no. But but that's my point. It's not that he's allowed to give. It's it's the answer. Well, I know. The answer know. is there is currently no SOCOM in development. Right. And and Sony does not retire or or abandon their IPs. Right. You know, they may set them aside for a while and focus on other things but they do tend to come back to them right. after after a time whether it's years or whether it's months whatever it be you know whatever it is and the door's not closed the right. door is never closed right. on on a sony owned ip it's just as of right now nothing is happening with it right so now we know so let's just but but this is not an indication to like oh then we have to tweet shoe more no 
That's not going to work. The noise isn't the <laughs> issue. It's not about making all this noise. Yeah. It's about getting the correct information. Telling, like, tell them why you want a new SOCOM. Not just because of the nostalgia factor. Because quite frankly, nine times out of ten when the nostalgia factor gets into it and something finally comes out to feed that nostalgia, it's usually not received very well. Because that nostalgia is, kind of clouds your memory and, and clouds what you think it's going to be. And it ends up not being as, as good as you remember it. Which I think we're going to find out with some PS2 classics down the road. But, uh, yeah, it's... Oh, we'll find out with all of them. It's You know what? We... I don't, though, because that Starfighter game, I really like. Even in its current state. But we talked about this when sure. we were in that interview. So, I mean, we don't have to go over right, it all right, again. Right, right, right. So, that, that's my rant. I, uh... I just I really hate that people have this opinion about him, and, and especially him. I, I, the thing is, like, I really do look at Sony in general, at PlayStation in general, as having a great group of people that actually are gamers and give a crap. You know, even all the way up to Sean Layden and, and trolling us with his crash shirt. Um, yeah, that wasn't cool. Oh, he's taking so much heat for it. And um, he should. And he should, yeah. He should have thought better of that. But, um, he really should. You can't walk out there with a Crash Bandicoot shirt and then yeah. nothing. Yeah. Then there is no Crash Bandicoot. There's no mention of it at all. I'm just going to wear the shirt because I know everybody's been screaming, we want Crash. And as soon as we but, walked out, all of us were like, oh my God, he's got a Crash shirt on. What's going to happen? But that's the other thing with, with Crash Bandicoot. That's another nostalgia thing that I... I don't think they could make another good Crash Bandicoot game because we have seen how many Crash Bandicoot yeah. games over the year and nothing and a lot compares. Of the later ones sucked. Yeah, and nothing compares to the original ones and you're probably not going to get unless they do like a small downloadable title, you're not going to get something that works like the original one did. It would be in a 3D world, like right. a fully 3D environment, like the later ones were, and everybody hated the later ones. And, so. that's, and that's the thing. Like, when the nostalgia. game came out, it's not just nostalgia. It was, it was when the game came out, it was doing something that no other game did with that streaming technology they were using. Yeah. And it's not totally nostalgia. It's more about the fact that it was groundbreaking at the time, but now when you look at it, and that's where the nostalgia factor comes in. You go back to it and you're like, oh, this game was great. Oh, God, what, what happened? Because now you're used to these humongous 3D worlds, open world environments like Grand Theft Autos and all those. It doesn't do it for you anymore. I mean, I have those games on PS1 and I, I booted them up before. And I'm like, eh. You know, it, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. So, yeah, it'd be cool to see a proper Crash Bandicoot. But I have a feeling that it hasn't happened not because Activision owns the IP, but because they can't figure out a way to make the game really good and memorable. It's probably, yeah, it's probably a little of both. Yeah. Because I'm sure Sony would shell out the money to license it if, if they could figure out something that, that would work. But, you know, it wasn't like Crash Bandicoot had more than just, like, the, the visual attitude. He never talked, except for the commercials, the dude in the suit. Uh, I think that's what the game should be. I think it should be that dude in the Crash Bandicoot suit. Yeah. That might actually work. So, nah. <laughs> a small downloadable title, maybe. 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 Eh. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, thanks to Shu for taking the time to talk to us. It was it was pretty awesome. Uh, that was definitely one of the highlights of of my weekend uh, to be able to sit down and talk to him. So that was great. Yeah. So let's get to Sunday because uh, we have a lot of stuff already recorded. 
Uh, let's get to Sunday, which obviously was a shorter day. Uh, show floor, I believe, was only open till five, six o'clock, I believe. Uh, so yeah, we had quite a few appointments, but Sunday was nice because we both had some time to actually wander around a little bit, especially when a couple of my appointments didn't show up. So, uh, first up Metrico plus we had Dave play. Now we were going to have Dave record with us tonight, but then he found out that his daughter had a band recital tonight. So, but he seemed to really like it. He, uh, he was raving about it. Uh, at the same time I was playing a game called it's, it's spelled X I N G. Uh, but I believe it's called Crossing, uh, The Land Beyond. <clears throat> and this is uh, from first-person point of view and kind of a puzzle game like, uh, what was that one you were playing at uh, for Extra Life at the end? Until Dawn. <laughs> that was the last one I was playing. <laughs> I didn't say the last one. I said later. You said at the end. Um, toward, okay, toward the end. Uh, you're talking about, um, Oh, I forget what the name the, is. Yeah. The, we had to put the little, the little shield generator things. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck. Son of a bitch. Oh, the Talos principle. Yeah. That one. So kind of, I mean, when I first saw it, it felt a little bit like that, you know, just in terms of being a puzzle game first person. Uh, but really cool graphics, uh, very, like you start out and you're on this island and there's water everywhere and, and there's, there's some pretty easy puzzles to kind of show you how the mechanics work. Uh, and then, uh, what they told me was, uh, this is actually like you're dead and you're in heaven or something to that effect. Uh, that's what I took from it at least. Uh, so you're trying to find out what's going on. Uh, there, there are different characters. So one thing that kind of came to mind when he was telling me about it was that there's these other other characters that you'll interact with and it's sort of sounded like the mechanic they were kind of using in everybody's gone to the rapture where there was like a different character for every chapter basically like you were the same character but you interacted with different ones uh so there's different worlds uh you gain powers as you go along uh the demo i played was about 20 minutes uh i really liked it though controls were great it looked fantastic they're using unreal engine um, it's, it's a pretty neat game and it sounds like they're getting farther along. Uh, there's still a few months to go, but it, it really looked good and, uh, played well. And after watching you play the Talos principle, this one seemed like it would be more attuned to how I would want to play a game. Like the ones in, in that, in Talos, th- those puzzles seemed really annoying to me. Uh, the puzzles here seemed a lot more organic and there's also this like underlying story happening at the same time. There were little hints here and there of what was going on in the story. So, yeah. Pretty cool game, though. Uh, yep. We'll definitely have some updates, hopefully, later on. And then, man, you didn't have any appointments at all for a while. No, I went to the media room and did all the VR stuff. Oh, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about <coughs> that. Well, I did Drive Club VR. Uh, I did that three times this weekend. Which, it's... It, all right, so it doesn't look as great as Drive Club yet. You know, they're still working on it. Right. But it is Drive Club, essentially. It just it looks de-rezzed a bit. So that, Running at double the frame rate. Yeah. But honestly, you, they, they put the thing on, and they've got the steering wheel and the, and the pedals and everything, and like a nice big seat to, to get into like you're in yeah. a car. When I came around that first turn coming downhill and everybody hit their brakes, I tensed up and sort of jumped like because I felt like I was going to crash into somebody. Right. 
and like really crash into somebody with my car and feel it and it freaked me out <laughs> thought, <Yeah>. wow <laughs> it it really sucked me in um and when I'd come around turns and I'd feel I was going too fast, I'd get that feeling in my stomach like when I'm in my own car. Yep. And if I hit a turn just a little too fast and you can feel it and you're like, <laughs> And oh, passing a car and all of a sudden you can just look over and see him instead of hitting a button or a stick or something. It's nuts. Holy yeah. crap. It was it, so cool. It's And I don't know if we had talked about that here. Well, I guess we talked about it with Shu that, you know, when you and I first played Gran Turismo 5... Uh, I guess it was in with the 3D, 3D yeah, yeah. at E3, we were both like, oh my gosh, it's it's like being in the car. Now you can see the turns. You can really judge it a lot better. It it We can drive a lot better because we can really have a feel for the track. This yeah. is like you're really in a freaking car. It's amplified <laughs> even more. It's, it's like oh gosh. five times the, the sensory yeah. uh, everything that you're getting. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like you're really in a car. It really feels like it, uh, especially if you have a wheel uh, when you're driving. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, incredibly it. impressive. Um, I played Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. So did I. Which is fun. It's awesome because it's an old school on-rails gun shooter. Literally on-rails. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in a minecart. You're in a minecart, yeah, which just – and Same it's here. all set up like a uh, – like a roller coaster, basically. It's it's a, it's like a carnival ride. Yeah. Like yeah. But you're in that world. You're in that until dawn world. Um. And there's a lot of jump scares, and there's a lot yep. of craziness that goes on. It's really really cool. Um, you're using two move controllers. Yep. Uh, so you've got a gun in each hand, and the whole like at the beginning, my my whole thing, I was just holding the guns up to my face and twisting my wrists around like, this is amazing. Look at this. Look at this. There's, there's the guns and they're in my hand and oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> I was just so freaked out by, you know, how, how one-to-one solid it is in terms of, you know, movement and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, it, it's that added, uh, exposure basically where you have, now you have this VR headset on instead of just playing, uh, a dual shooter, you know, with with move controllers. Now you yeah. have this whole thing surrounding you. You can move your head independently, and like I, there was one point that early was, on, yeah, where, go ahead. I, where I looked behind me to my left, and there was a hallway in the back, and there was actually something to shoot for bonus. Yeah, and I, I mean, it was way, way back there. It wasn't like I just looked over to the left a little bit. Yeah, and that that's the thing of it. You you as you're as you're in this cart because I kept doing that. And then I kept screwing things up because I'd turn all the way around <laughs> and I'd be looking for stuff and I'd shoot stuff because it's all dark yeah. and your your guns have flashlights on them. So wherever you're pointing your gun, you know, you're going to have light. So I'm looking back there and then I turn back and there's already somebody on me and I'm like, ah, <laughs> and I didn't have to shoot them. And yeah, it, it's crazy. It's really, really good so far. And um, the other thing they had you do was uh, there were branches early on, and you had oh, to yeah, yeah. duck out of the way of them. Yeah. Which was pretty – I mean, that that's the thing about the VR on the PlayStation and Oculus and Vive over some of the other small ones like you know Google Cardboard and Gear VR and everything is that there's a reference point like the Wii controller works. So there's a reference point, uh, in this case being the camera, 
and it actually tracks your head uh, and its position, not just you turning your head. It's actually tracking your position as well. Yeah. And that's where that extra immersion comes in. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is. Um, I played Job Simulator. Nice. Which I think it still needs a little work. Yeah. I, I, I needed, I, I'm, and I should have mentioned this to the guy. I, I don't know why I didn't. I, my head was somewhere else as we were talking about uh, what this person after me was doing because we were watching her, what she was doing on the screen. Right. But, you know, I don't know if he did it on purpose because it's possible it's done on purpose where it's not quite perfect when you go to grab things. It's like that early VR look where it's it's sort of off a little bit and it's sort of clunky. Just a little bit. I think part of it is that it sounds like they haven't been working on the PlayStation VR version of this very long. Okay. And I think part of it is it was kind of an early version of it for PlayStation VR at least. Okay. Because what the whole game is and everything, I mean, it would almost make sense that it is clunky on purpose. Yeah. So the idea of the game is that this is the future. Robots have taken over. Uh, and nobody works anymore. Right. So the robots uh, have decided that they wanted to set up this this little virtual world for humans to go into and see what it used to be like to work. Right. Now, it's the robot's idea of what it was like for people to work. So they're getting their information from wherever they can get their information from, you know, the old internet and old TV and movies and, and things like that. So the one I was in was the office job. And of course the computers come by, it's like a computer monitor swings by like floats by with glasses on and, and the red tie and the blue shirt and it's Lumberg from office space. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like that's their idea of the boss. Right. <laughs> they're telling you what you can do or what you should do because this is what workers used to do, but you can do your own thing. Like I picked up a donut and I stuck it in the copier. Yeah. Cause I was like, well, what if I stick a donut in the copier and I hit the copy button and another donut popped out? I was yep. like, sweet. I got two donuts. <laughs> um, Were you- but when I, wasn't somebody okay. telling you about a moldy donut or something? Yes. Yeah. There's see. There's donut. They they come with a tray of donuts. They come with the coffee and everything. They're like workers would start their day with coffee, and you're supposed to get the coffee and drink it and all this stuff. Right. Um. But he said, "Did you did you get the moldy donut in the trash?" I'm like, "The what? I didn't see that." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." Um. Because that's the other thing. You're you're moving around a lot in this one. Right. As opposed to a lot of the other VR I've done where you're pretty much stationary except for moving your upper body or your head or whatever. Right. This one, I was walking backwards. I was turning around. I was bending down and picking things up. I was up on my tiptoes to see over the cubicles. Um, like you're really moving around in space because you have to move forward to get to the keyboard on the computer. Right. You have to move back over here to get to the coffee maker. You have to move over this way and reach down to open up the the filing cabinets. You're you need some space for this. I was oh, yeah. I was really surprised by it. Um, but yeah, there's moldy donut in the two moldy donuts in the in the trash. Because when we were watching uh, the girl after me, she picked one up 
And we're like, is she going to eat it? She's going to eat it. Come on, she's got to eat it. And she stuck it and put it in the filing cabinet. And we're like, oh, she filed it away. And she goes in. She reaches for the second one. She's holding it. And all of us are yelling, eat it, eat it, eat it. Because <laughs> she's got a headset on, too, so she can barely hear us. And right. she's like, <sighs> and she goes and she eats it. And the character, th- like, projectile vomits. Yep. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but he said to me, you know, did you see the, the CD up on the shelf? I was like, no. So we take that CD up on the shelf, put it in the computer, and you can actually play a game within the game yeah. of of this simulation. Um, and it's like a Flappy Bird clone because she put it in there. She actually found it and put it in there to see what it was. She didn't play the game like it ended before she got to that point. But, right. Um, but yeah, that's he, he was saying that what they've been doing – because they built it, and they they built it. This isn't the only job. There's like, he said, you could just go on forever with every single job, like retail, fast food, like every kind of job you could think of. They could just make a virtual simulation, a goofy virtual simulation of it, because right. that's what it is. It's the robot's goofy idea of what humans did. Um, so they throw all these little things in there that you can interact with. And then depending on what you do, like I found a paper airplane on the floor and I picked it up and I threw it. Nice. And it went flying across into one of the other cubicles. And he's like, well, if you take everything and you start throwing it over into the other cubicles, all the heads pop up. Like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So there's all these different things that are there for you to just play with and interact with. And they've been having fun. I, I can't even remember what it was now. But I said, well, what if... I did this. And he was like, oh my gosh, we didn't think of that. <laughs> He's like, there's a good idea. <laughs> and so then his brain was going, he said, that's why he loves coming to these, these shows and things like yeah, that because they, ideas. they get all these ideas from what people are trying to do or what people, you know, think up that they hadn't thought of yet. And right. then it, it allows them to add in all this other stuff. Um, you know, because they have time now. That's crazy. So that's, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch. I didn't get to play it. Uh, that's the one in that room I didn't get to play. Um, did you get to play E Valkyrie again? No. no. It's, it was a new build. Yeah. Holy crap. Like, now when you're sitting in the hangar, you look over and there's actually like all these gears moving and just all this extra stuff. And then uh, he's, all of a sudden someone started talking to me and your squad leader is Katie Sackhoff. That's awesome. I was like, holy shit. So uh, you get out there and start flying around again. So those that don't know what Eve Valkyrie is, uh, Eve Valkyrie is from the Eve universe, so Dust 541, etc. And it's a space combat game. And this is the game, this is the first thing I, I ever played on, on PlayStation VR. Totally sold me on it right away. Because it was finally that realization of what I always wanted from like a Wing Commander or an X-Wing or TIE Fighter. Because yeah. it's just pure space combat. And, you know, full head tracking. So now, you know, you have your uh, your Gatling guns on there, but at the same time, you know, you've got uh, missiles that can, that, can, that can lock on, but it's completely independent. So if there's an enemy off to my right side, I can be flying along, I can look over to the right, hold down L2, and all of a sudden I can start locking onto that enemy that's 90 degrees to my right and fire on them without having, having to be right in front of me. So 
not just that, but super ultra smooth, great control, gorgeous visuals. Like some of the best visuals you've seen in VR so far. Uh, this one actually was different, though, because I'm in this big fight, and all of a sudden this humongous capital ship jumps in, and this humongous energy weapon goes off on the bottom, and your windshield shatters into a, like a bunch of different, like a spider web, and you're all of a sudden like, holy crap, this is going to kill me, and then it fades to black. I'm like, no! That's not going to kill you, because the first time I played it, I was physically hanging on the front windshield of the ship on the outside of it, <laughs> flying around. Well, because it, it, yeah, it yeah, kind of glitched out on me. <laughs> it's it's way better now, and I mean that's the thing. If if this is going to be a full space combat game like X Wing, you know, Wing Commander, etc., uh, that might be, be the only game I play. <laughs> it, it, me too. I, I'm I'm not kidding. Like it, it, that is what I've wanted for so many years is to be able to do something like that. So, oh my god, every time I play it, it gets better, and it's going to be up for Oculus as well. But again. My 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 entry cost for PlayStation VR is going to be so much lower. You know, you I hope. already have a PS4. I just have to buy this unit whenever they figure out the price and the release date. I'll be good to go. I even have a camera. I even have move controllers. So maybe someday they'll let us take one home when we see one sitting around. Yeah, I doubt it. I know. I we tried to them. grab the one in the... Uh... In yeah, the well, conference room when we were sitting with Shu, we're like, so that's ours to take, right? I said, Shu, if, if if you give the go-ahead, they'll let us take it, which I'm sure they wouldn't. No. I don't even think he has that power. So, yeah, I, I, man, E-Valkyrie is just, it, it so sells me on the whole thing. It's crazy. So, yeah. All right. So uh, then I went and saw the Bit Trip. And those guys, okay, and all their stuff. So, the Bit Trip collection, which which have you checked your app yet? Yeah, because exp- we got that for free, and we got Nuclear no, Throne. Oh, not me. My really? app never. No, my app says I went to like three things and not the press conference. Oh, so, yeah. So I got far, that and I got uh, Nuclear Throne for free. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> hmm. So the app has been a little fucked up for a lot of people. And actually, when I met with those guys, they were like, did you check your app? Did it work for you? I was like, not yet. They said, yeah, we're kind of worried about that because it doesn't seem to be working for a lot of people. And we're really kind of scared what's going to happen and how that's going to work out. Okay. Yeah. So. Interesting. Well, Well, I might be able to help you out with that. Talk to me after the podcast, Josh. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, It might, because they sent a message through the app that said, hey, you know, everybody just relax. You know, we're we're trying to keep up with everything, cell phone reception, because it was all being done on phones. Right, right. Log into phones with your badge, and they said the you know it's it's we're having trouble getting all the information, but it's coming through. It'll take some time, but we've got everything. Don't worry about it. A couple of days later, it still hasn't gotten any of my stuff. So weird. Yeah, mine worked. I mean, it has a handful of it. It says I checked into like eleven places, even though I checked into pretty much every one I walked past, oh, which geez. was well over eleven. So, um, all right. So the Bit Trip Collection is coming. I played. I just played some of it because I played it on the Wii. Sure, sure. Um but I just wanted to see how it felt and everything. We were talking about old games and all that, uh as I was messing around with it. It's it's awesome. I mean it's out. 
already. Yeah, yeah, it came out. PS4, PS3, and Vita, um, which is fantastic. I can't wait to play these on the Vita. Yeah. Uh, then I played Space Dave, which... Which, the sequel to Woe Dave. Yes, and it's freaking awesome. Nice. And that guy and I were talking about old games, because he's right around... Well, he's a little bit younger than us, but he's around our age. Mm. Um, so he grew up with the same stuff and that's, you know, where all this is coming from. Um, right. This one, it's, it's, well, it's essentially like a, that's a mix of like Galaxian and space invaders and, uh, missile command in a way, because you're on the ground, um, in a spaceship, you can hold the trigger to hover, so you can get up off the ground because okay. when you're shooting these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're spinning and swirling and moving all over the screen. Um, and it has a very similar look to, to woe Dave, except, you know, just like the next step forward. Like if woe Dave was a launch title on the Atari 2600 space, Dave is like the second year in when they've gotten really much better at the graphics and putting more things on the screen and figuring, right. you know, um, so all these things are swirling around. They'll make a dive for the ground. If you don't shoot them before they hit the ground, they will rip the ground up and leave lava there. So, so kind of like the sidewalk when we were kids, don't touch the sidewalk. It's, it's lava. Yeah, kind of. Or that, that one game that I can never remember the name of, <laughs> where there's the castle in the background mm-hmm. and you have to essentially shoot all these guys that have the bridge pieces to build the bridge to get over the lava. Mm. So then you can then shoot the castle. It's like a Space Invaders type game, but it was much further on. Wow, um, I don't remember that one at all. Oh, I got to remember the name of it. Um, so, yeah, there and there's ways you can uh, repair the ground. Uh, because if you shoot these guys and the skulls drop, then you can throw, pick up the skull and throw it into that spot and it will rebuild the ground. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of strategy to it. There's a lot going on there. It's actually a ton of fun. It's, huh. it's really, really cool. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, I didn't get time to play. There were two more. I got... I got bogged down in one of them and didn't get to play the other one, but I saw it for a couple minutes. I saw somebody else playing it and I got the explanation of what it is. And Oh my God. Uh, The developer says it's the future of racing games. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh, is this the one called distance? I think no, it's called drive, drive, drive. Oh yeah. 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 And it's called that because you are racing on three tracks all Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yep. So, you have to race on one track, get your car going, you know, pass all these other cars, hit them, knock them out, do whatever you're doing, and get into a spot where you're like, okay, I'm 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 in a good position here. Then you hit a button to switch to the other track. Right. And they're all like wrapped in and around each other. So it's all going on simultaneously. You switch to the other track and you know get your car up and get it going. And then you switch to the third track. It's, it's all the races are all still going at the same time. So you have to go back to, you have to keep switching track to track to track and try to keep all your cars 
up in first place if you can get them to first place or in a good position. Yeah. I was so, watching this one too. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. I don't see myself playing it. <laughs> it's, it's too much for me. Uh, I'm probably going to play it. It looks fun. It it looks crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where I was just like, holy crap. <laughs> uh, the other one, the one I got bogged down in is called Tharsis. Yes. And this is a pretty cool game, if I remember right. Yeah, it is. All right, you're... Well, it's, all right, it's a turn-based uh, strategy game uh, where it's all just rolls of the dice, right. essentially. Literally, rolls of the dice. There's dice in the game, and you roll them, and that's that's how the whole game works. Um, so you're on a mission to Mars um, because... Earth received a signal from Mars and it wasn't from Pathfinder or, or whatever, any of the, any of the uh, probes or landers or anything we have on Mars. Right. And I immediately said, Mark Watney. <laughs> and the guy <laughs> laughed and he's like, you know what? As we were building this game, like we'd started to build the game and we had our plan and we knew that this is what it was. And then the book came out and we were all like, holy crap, Mark mm-hmm. Watney. <laughs> and then the movie came out and they're like, this is awesome. It's just publicity for us. This is going to be great. <laughs> Jeez. So they were all excited. Um, but you're going to figure it out. Of course, on the way, uh, the ship gets hit. Uh, one of the sections of the ship gets hit by a meteor and you lose it. And now you have to struggle to get your, I think it's four of them. Mm. Uh, your four astronauts to Mars before they die. <laughs> and get it's your astronauts to Mars. Well, it's literally like 11 turns or something like that. That's the whole game. Right. Which seems like, oh, that's nothing, or oh, that's really short. It's brutal. (laughs) It is brutal. Because you have to, they each have their own specialties and everything, and and you have to move them. You know, if, if this is the module that needs to be fixed, you have to move them over to this module. Well, if one of the other ones needs to be fixed as well, going through that one you'll lose one health and you okay. only have a certain amount of health. Uh, you, each of your guys also only has a certain amount of dice. You can have up to five, I think it is. Mm. Um, it's, it's kind of like Yahtzee. He was saying, you know, you throw all these dice out and you know, whatever you get, that's how you're going to use it. Um, but say like the, uh, like the, I don't know, the med bay um, has taken damage and it's 26 is what you need. Okay. You need to get people in there to roll the dice and roll 26 total. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) So the other thing is when you get in there, there could be like a void and a Accident. So say accident is one and void is three. And if you roll a one or a three in all those dice, you're going to, you're going to have an accident. So you're going to lose one of your health bars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cause you could have an accident and the void will just 
swallow up your dice, that die, and boom, it's gone. So you've lost that die. <laughs> so yeah, it gets crazy like that as, as you're throwing these dice out. And if you have leftover dice at the end, then you can throw them down into this research stuff, um, which you can use to, it's, it's very complicated. It's, it, it's much more complex than it seems. Um, so that 11 turns, you might, you'll probably never make it to 11 turns. <laughs> you're going to die. Um, at one point I ran out of food and they had, uh, a person who had died earlier, frozen in storage. And I said, well, we got no choice. Let's eat them. So then, yeah. So we resorted to cannibalism. So now every time I threw the dice, they were red and there was blood spurting all over the screen because <laughs> I was getting crazy. There's stress levels in there. And after each turn, you know, major things happen on the five different parts of the ship all over again. And everybody has suggestions. Yeah. And sometimes two will have suggestion and two will have a different suggestion. And this suggestion will give everybody one more die, one more die basically. Uh, but it will up their stress 30%. The other suggestion may um, give people more health, but it will also now we'll say it'll it'll give them more food, but it will lose everybody one health. Okay. And if somebody is down to one health, it'll kill them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you have to weigh all these. All these choices, and as the stress goes higher and higher, and as they get completely freaked out and stressed out, they get create their suggestions get completely off the wall crazy. <laughs> like I, I am going to go outside. I'm going to go outside the ship and look for food. You know, <laughs> they get like completely nuts. So nice. Uh, it's a really, really cool game. The the graphic style is awesome. The just the look at the because you're looking at the ship, and each of the you know, modules. And when you go into the module that needs to be prepared, it gets larger on the screen and has that cutaway view and everything. But uh -huh. then the, the cut scenes between the, the rolls and everything between the damage and all, uh, are all like hand painted, gorgeous, really beautiful style. It's such a cool looking game. Um, but it's a really cool wild strategy game. Um, that'll just drive you mental cool. because at one point, like the, my first couple times I was like, ah, oh, all right here. Well, let's take a chance. Let's, let's, let's go for it. And I, I rolled the dice and I hit exactly what I needed. Ooh. And I'm like, why aren't we in Vegas right now? Why do we have to be in San Francisco? So we get deeper. We get like two, uh, two turns past that. And my one character that has like all five or six uh, dice, I can't remember whether it was five or six at this point. Um, I roll and literally five of the six hit the, like the accident one. Like I roll, I roll five threes <laughs> or four threes and, and one void. And I, I got killed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> the guy starts laughing. He's like, yeah, yeah, that'll happen sometimes. I'm like, that was not cool. I just got killed immediately. Like this was my one person. My other two people each had like two die. <laughs> Jeez. And I'm like, 
everybody's dead. I'm screwed. I'm completely fucked at this point. So it's a cool game. It's, it's really, uh, deep strategy, um, deeper than it seems at first. Uh, and there's a lot to really get into and, and play with. Uh, so it's, it's one I'm very excited for. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, I saw a couple more VR games. Um, first up was a game called Loading Human. Uh, so the developer wasn't there or anything, but um, basically... It's I played being... that. Did you Did you play it? Yeah, I okay. played it like the day Saturday. I think I talked about oh, it. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Where you had to put out the fire and everything? And it's five dice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if you talked about it, then I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it was neat. That's the but one where your head pops off and you move to another robot. And no, 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 that's loaded. That's um, that's floating head or something. Oh, no. What the hell is that called? It's it's not the same game. Okay, all right, go ahead. Yes, loading human is. It's actually being written by a guy that uh, I believe he's French, and he has actually directed a movie or two and uh, writes movies. Uh, so he's going for a deeper narrative in this one. Uh, takes place in space. Um, I'm trying to remember the whole story, but basically, uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of what is going on in um, uh, what was the alien movie that just came out a couple of years ago? Um, Prometheus. Oh, so you know, it's kind of the older guy running the company and everything else. Uh, he finds out that he's going to die, so he sends his son on a ten-year mission, but he fools his son into taking the mission. And uh, so you're playing as the sun and you're on this, this uh, spaceship. And the part that you play is a fire breaks out in like the Arboretum and your assistant is, is trapped in there. So you have to go in and try to save her. <clears throat> but the thing is like right now, it's one of the only games that I've seen where you're actually playing as the character moving around like a full head toes, head to toes avatar. And you're actually walking around. The problem was, and obviously this is early, so it's it's not like, oh, this game's broken or something like that. But the problem right now is, you know, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to do navigation. And the way I was playing the game at the moment was two move controllers. So you would hold the button on the PlayStation button on the, or not the PlayStation, the move button on the left move controller. And that would kind of bring up a laser pointer and you would kind of point to where you want to go. And then it would recenter you, and then you would hold the, the move button on the right move controller, and that would move you forward. So navigation was a little weird, but in terms of immersion, they were doing some stuff that, again, you would kind of see in those movie realizations of what VR is going to be. So you, you walk up, and you see um, a fire extinguisher behind glass. So you have to reach out, and you have to make sure you're close enough. Reach out, grab a hammer, break the glass. So it takes a few swings, break the glass, grab... The extinguisher, and that was the weird part because you're using the, the triggers to grab stuff. You have to hold on to that extinguisher the whole time. And you're doing all this other stuff, and all of a sudden you drop the extinguisher and don't even think about it. So it's like, oh shit. So you got to turn around, go back and get it. And, <laughs> which I did. You just get so kind of in the moment that you forget about it. Um, so then you get up to a door, you have to put out the door's really hot, so you have to use the extinguisher on that to, to cool it down. And then you can turn the, the knob, and, and you have to pull the door open. And you're going through the, this whole section that's all on fire, and you have to use the extinguisher to put it out, move forward. And then, uh, like, a, a, a tree branch fell on your assistant. So put the extinguisher down, put both hands out, and actually grab the branch and lift it up and move it. 
and you're doing all this with the move controller and you can look all around with the, with the VR helmet. Um, again, you know, kind of early on. And the funny thing was, and freaking Dave periscoped this, which I didn't realize. Um, but <laughs> it gets to this point where there's some narrative going on, but the problem is they didn't have headphones because they, they had to talk you through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So she, your assistant's talking to you and everything, and all of a sudden she moves closer, and I'm like, "All right," and she's just standing there, and I'm like, "I wonder if she like is trying to kiss me or something." So I stuck the the, the controllers out, and one time I tried to slap her, but I, I just stuck the controllers out and kind of grabbed her face, and sure enough, she moves in uh, for the kiss, <laughs> and and they were laughing because they they go, "Usually we 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 stop everybody before all this happens," but it was kind of cool, like you could see. That it's going to be something. Dave was periscoping it, so we decided to let it go. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> Dick. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's something that you can see what they're trying to do with the immersion, and you can see what they're trying to do with the story. Uh, but it, it's early, you know, so it's really tough to kind of uh, pull that out of it yet. And, and I even said, I'm like, man, you got to figure out the, the, the navigation. That's the biggest thing. Because that really took me out of the moment when you're trying to move around, and it, it was very stiff. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll figure that out. I, I know there's ways to do it, um, but it was really neat. <clears throat> and then the other one I'll talk about, even though it was later on in the day, um, the folks at Reload Studios kept tweeting us, like, come over and check out our game. Come over and check out our game. And it was a game that I was very interested in. We saw a trailer for it and a little bit of footage at E3, a game called World War Tunes, which is kind of set in this cartoony World War II situation. Yeah. Uh, but it's a shooter. And... Uh, the mode that they had running there was King of the Hill, and you're on these humongous flying ships, and you have to go capture a point. The longer you hold the point, uh, these these shells load into these humongous cannons and shoot at the other team's three ships, and you have to try to take all three out. Uh, it's, man, the visually took a huge leap since C3. Uh, looks fantastic. Plays really well, too. Uh, again, they kind of have to work on the movement a little bit, because right now, turning, you had to turn your head to turn. Like, rigs was set up, mm-hmm. and I was telling them, like, yeah, I go, actually, if you try to do this or do this, it might work better, and they said they're going to look into it, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but it was fun, man. I, I, could, I could really see playing this game online with people. Uh, really cutesy graphics, really outrageous stuff, like, uh, you could be, you could uh, spawn a tank and you have this tank and you can try to take all the guys out or you can um you can one of the power-ups is you get this humongous like like the old school cartoon rocket where you know it had the fuse on the end and it's flying all over the place you jump on it and you're flying around and, and you hit your enemies and they stack up on the front of the rocket <laughs> so it was really cool how they did it and and again it's an an, an early version of the game still but I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I would have played it again if I had time. It, it was a lot of fun, and looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. I was I was very impressed. And uh, we need to put their trailer up if we didn't, because their trailer, their new trailer, is one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Well, yeah, that's that's the one we were talking about um, briefly before Shu came walking in for the interview. I I felt a little weird watching that trailer. I mean, I know it's we're seventy years removed at this point. Oh, but that's the one you were talking about. Yeah. Yes, but the horrors of World War II, and it's it's a comedy now. Well, I mean, it's not exactly World War II. I, guess, I know, but, you know, but, but it is kind of, and well, that but, was the whole thing. It's yeah, Nazis, and I didn't have a problem with it. I know, but it just I felt weird watching it. I was like, <sighs> I'm uncomfortable I really for it. some reason. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it, especially because they put it to a pretty classical song. I, I don't know what song it is right off the hand, offhand, but uh, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. So there. So, all right. I played Strike Vector EX. What do you think? Because this is a game I own on PC. Okay. And I, it's, it's still, I don't think it's still done. Yeah, it, it's not quite done. Okay. Um, it's Eve Valkyrie without the VR. <laughs> but it's also kind third of. Yeah, it's third yeah. person. Um, well, n- no. Well, you can go to a cockpit view, but I you was do first, first person. person yeah, yeah, I was having a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Um. So, but that's what it is. It's it's aerial combat uh, in these uh, mech ships. Um, you can customize the hell out of them though. Yeah. Uh, that's a big thing in it. Um, that you can really, you can customize the paint job, the cock, you can put a new cockpit in, new engines, new weapons, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I was having trouble just getting the feel of it. Um, and a couple times, cause I, if you let go of the, of the uh, accelerator, you know, it'll come to a stop on its own, just kind of hover. Right. Um, Cause I was swooping in and, and trying to make these tight turns and I'd be headed right. Cause this was all happening in and around this um, construction platform, essentially. Right. Right. And I'm swooping around. And the first time I slammed into the platform and boom, I'm dead. <laughs> and then the next time I'm swooping right in and the guy is like, ah, and I let go and I stopped right in front of it. And nice. he was like, oh my gosh. And it happened to me like five times. I'd be swooping in and I just, Whoa, and we'd all freak out and I'd let go and just come to a stop right in front of it before I slammed into it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty cool. It, I couldn't get the feel of it the way I could with like X-Wing or yeah, it's because other... it's got that whole hover thing, and it, yeah. it doesn't have any inertia at all. It's it's almost like, or it has a little bit, but it just it it feels stiff still. It it feels strange. I'm I'm not sure what it is. It just I couldn't quite get the hang of it. Um, yeah. But speaking of inertia, the the one next to it at the booth uh, <laughs> was Tinertia. Indeed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to play this uh, a bunch, but. Wow, it's frustrating until yeah. you get the hang of it. Um, yeah. And what was even more frustrating, I went through several levels and then I got completely stuck at this one point. Ugh. And and I just kept going at it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's funny because all right, the, the idea of the game, you're a robot and you can run. And the only way to jump or to do anything like that, you it's it's basically... Um, Counter-Strike, where you have the a rocket launcher that you're going to fire into the ground. Oh, no, that's, that's Quake or more than Quake, yeah, yeah, Quake. That's what I meant, that, my head. Um, so you fire a rocket launcher into the ground, and you will be pushed right up in the air. But depending on how you angle it, uh, you know, you can fly forward at like a long arc. You can fly straight up at a high arc. You can keep firing the rocket as quick as you can pull the trigger. Yeah. So it's, you know, boom, 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 boom. Um, 
and that'll get you up a wall or that'll get you, you know, where you need to go. And it's all very physics based, like real physics based. So you really have to get a feel for that. Right. You also have like a little boost move that you can use once when you're in the air. Um, if you're if you're jumping and you can't quite make the jump, you can try to use that boost move to get that extra couple of feet over to where you need to be. Right. Oh. <laughs> so there's lava, there's walls, there's all kinds of stuff. I come sliding down this wall to miss the lava, and then I go up this really long wall, and then I have to jump across... There's two big blocks, two big rectangle blocks. Mm-hmm. The moment you fire your rocket into it, the blocks explode and disappear. So you got one shot to get off of that, one shot to get off the other one, and then you have to wall jump up another wall. Right. I couldn't get past that. I would mm. I would jump off the thing and I would miss because of my inertia, because of the way I angled it. Um, I would break the one, break the second one, and then miss the wall jump and fall. So I kept doing this over and over and over again. Well, eventually, at one point, as I was falling down, I angled myself back. Okay. So the wall you go up to get there, to get to the platform, which is right next to these two breakable blocks, the other side of that wall is right there. Mm -hmm. So I hit that side of the wall, and I'm firing the rocket, so I'm just kind of dancing my way up that wall but you can't get past it. You're completely stuck there. Right. And, and they're all around me. They're going, no, no, you're stuck. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not leaving. No, I'll sit here for the rest of the day. If I have to, I'm not, I'm not dying again. This is it. And I just sat there doing it for like 30 seconds and they were laughing about it. I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going to die. No, forget it. I'm just going to stay here. You cancel all your other appointments. I'm not leaving. (laughs) So I was having fun with it, even though I was frustrated as hell. Um, but then the the developer, the guy who made it, the one guy who made it, he says, yeah. well, all right, let me show you this boss battle. And then he sits down and he goes, and goes flying right through the level like it's nothing. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. dude, fuck you. He's probably tested <laughs> it like 500 times. Exactly. He knows how to do it. But to see somebody who knows how to do it. Wow. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> because once you get a handle on it, and, and that was the thing. I think this has also been on Steam already. Oh, uh, yeah. It's on Steam Early Access. I've seen a bunch of videos of it. It's, it. I think I even saw it at E3, if I remember right. So the cool, the really cool thing about it is it's, it's all like a side-scrolling platformer type thing. Okay? Yeah. But it's in 3D in a way. So you side-scroll your way all the way along this platform, and then when you hit that endpoint everything turns 90 degrees and you work your way down that platform. Right. And then it turns 90 degrees and you work. Well, then he got to a farther level where in the middle of the level, it turns on you, okay. which will really mess up your head as you're, as you're racing along, trying to stay off the lava and, and away from the pits that you're going to fall into and everything. Um, but what he showed me at the end with the boss battle it's constantly recording. So it automatically records and saves and uploads all your runs, essentially. Right, right. So everybody can go back and watch and see how you did it, see how you got through. And the cool thing is, when you do the replay, yeah. 
it becomes like an open world replay where you can zoom in, spin around, get tight, go above, below, anywhere oh, wow. within 3D space. He was zooming in super tight and getting this incredible angle on it. And I'm like, there's an amazing screenshot right there. Nice. So you can really, really look because it was, he said it's really important because you don't, because it's moving so fast for people who are good at it. And, you know, you're firing the rockets off so quickly that you really need to be able to slow it down and almost go frame by frame and get that angle and see exactly where they were firing, where that rocket hit and how they got over this. Yeah. So it's just built to do that. That's cool. As part of the game, which is amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it really looks looks great. So it's it's one of those games where if you have the patience for it and you can get the get the hang of the rocket launcher and after you play it for a little while you you kind of do yeah you get used to it between the rocket launcher and the boost it's it's a pretty wild game and nice. it's it's going to have that score chase mentality of who can do it in the quickest time so it's crazy i mean he he was saying you know there are people who never touch the ground They'll they'll start and they'll just boom 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 and they're at the end, you know, without ever having feet on the ground through the whole level. So, nice. yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I like that. That looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. What did you see next? Uh, so the next one I saw, which is kind of funny that I went to it, but uh, a game called Moon Hunters. So this is a, a three-person team called Kit Fox Games. Uh, and this is uh, kind of JRPG-ish in a little way. Uh, and basically, it's it's uh, a quest game. Uh, I believe I want to say it's turn-based combat, but I, I don't remember right offhand. Uh, but basically, it's made in, in kind of the spirit of some of the other JRPGs out there. Like, I think she said Earthbound and a couple like that. Um, I didn't actually get to play it because, quite frankly, there were a lot of people playing it all the time. So we actually just went and went behind and talked for a little while. Uh, and what it's all about is uh, it's got, I think it's up to four players at once. Uh, and, and it's kind of RPGs, like I said, but basically it's made uh, all on a procedural uh, uh, level system. So it takes a couple hours to get through in one playthrough. But uh, it's made to be played through multiple times. And there's a bunch of different items to, to collect. Uh, you can collect different... Uh, uh, it's got a crafting system in it. And the crafting system is uh, recipe-driven for food. And they actually have all these like real items to, to try to, to, to cook. And each one of these food items gives you different powers, different abilities, uh, that sort of thing. And I, I have a recording of it. I haven't taken the notes yet, though. But I believe she said something like 96 different items to collect just for the food uh and there's also like different uh armor and and all kinds of cool stuff uh but it, it will scale if you only have one person it'll actually scale uh you know the difficulty to make sure that it's not as hard as if you have four people in there because obviously you need a tougher challenge when you have four people making all these attacks uh graphics are really good it's it's kind of this I don't want to say retro because I think we we see that way too often in indie games, but it's definitely got its own visual style and it looks really cool. Just nicely shaded. It's not cell shaded, but it's definitely not like one of those that looks like a Super Nintendo game. It almost looks more like uh, kind of the Saturn era 32-bit uh, look to it. Um, again, I didn't get to play it, unfortunately, so 
Uh, I, I can't really tell you how it plays, but we, we are going to try to get uh, some video of this and, and maybe even get an article written up for it, obviously, to tell people more about it off my notes. Um, but this is one of the few that I didn't get to play at my appointment, unfortunately. But it, it was really neat how she was explaining it. And again, it three-person studio and you would never tell by by looking at this game it, it just looks fantastic and the thing is you'll even hear it well you won't hear because i'm not going to use the recording but uh i was listening to it on the way here on the plane and the whole time the people playing it are just cheering and going crazy because there's this definite co-op element to it that you know you obviously rely on each other to get through this stuff a little bit more than usual and and they were having a lot of fun with it and i think that's probably the best indication if a game is good or not if people can have fun with it. And that's the whole time. I mean, I sat there for 20, 30 minutes and every crowd that came through just enjoyed the hell out of it from what it sounded like. Hmm. Yeah. So, but I mean, me checking out an RPG to begin with is a little crazy. I know, but I play them every now and then because another one I played, uh, well, actually first I went to devolver and I couldn't find anybody. Uh, but they had Broforce there, which is an awesome game. It's finally coming to PlayStation. They had uh, Not a Hero, which I've had on Steam for a while, which is a great action game. Uh, both side scrollers. Uh, <clears throat> Broforce, one of the characters is actually kind of Robocop, and there's one based on Machete, and so there's all these kind of different versions of all these really big movie tough guys that, that we've seen over the years. Uh, a lot of, like... You'll blow something up, and all of a sudden the American flag will pop up, or you know, it's it's just a huge parody on a lot of things. Um, not a hero is side scroller. You can actually kind of duck behind cover, even though it's a side view game. Um, a lot of gunplay, but also kind of style points as well. So you can like slide into an enemy to uh, to juggle him, and then turn around and shoot him in the head or whatever else. Uh, huge action, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the game, and. Uh, the, the levels get really, really big, and, and it's almost, I wouldn't say puzzle, but you have to figure out how to get to certain areas and you know get to the boss battle, that sort of thing. Uh, but Not a Hero, I really enjoy. I, I enjoy the hell out of that game. So I'm looking forward to it on PlayStation, because uh, I've been playing it on Steam quite a bit. Uh, but uh, in terms of RPG, again, I went and saw this one. This one's called Stories, The Path of Destinies. Uh, and this is a action RPG, um, overhead perspective, kind of isometric perspective, beautiful visuals, <clears throat> stunning. Like you're up in this kind of, uh, uh, realm in the sky and you can look straight down. Great animation, uh, single player game, no co-op or anything else. And what, what makes this different is that like a lot of games, you know, you, you get to a point where they give you a choice. Do you want to go help your friend or do you want to go and try to liberate this weapon? The thing is, though, unlike, and this is the one I was telling you about, where a lot of times we see where they kind of branch off, and but you're still getting from A to B at a certain point. This one doesn't. This one actually branches off and you get different results. You're not always going back to a certain spot at, like later in time. And so... Again, lends itself a little bit to multiple playthroughs, that sort of thing. Uh, the combat is a little bit like the Batman Arkham games, where you have a counter system, but it's not as um, it's not as reactive as Batman, so it's not as action packed as Batman. There's a little bit of a delay when some hits happen, uh, but you have this really kick ass grab mechanic, and you can like throw them into the other enemy to stun those two, and you can go after a third one. 
uh, really handled well. There's a there's a, a very light uh, uh, crafting system built into it. There's a magic system. You can apply different gems to you to give you certain buffs. And actually, a video of me playing it. So uh, I have to get that. I'm going to try to load that up on YouTube maybe tomorrow. Uh, this one I am so interested in, though. I had an absolute blast with it. Music is phenomenal. The voice work is excellent. And it's actually a team of a lot of veterans from like Ubisoft and some of the other bigger developers. Uh, and they get this game done. Or it, it sounds like it's getting closer to being done, but literally like a year it took them to get this game done. And, and it seems like it's something that's been incubating for a lot longer. Uh, this was one of the, the surprises of the show for me. Uh, it was cool because they had a little back area that I could go back and play it and be alone and not have to worry about a lot of people walking in. Um, but yeah, seriously, uh, keep an eye on this one. Stories, the path of destinies. It was, uh, it was very, very good. I want to play it. So, and that's actually kind of it for me. I, you know, we, I, we kind of walked around a little bit and saw some other stuff and then we got sidetracked by talking to people at the end of the day. Plus I was kind of tired and I didn't want to go anywhere else, but you got to play something I wanted to play. Lego Marvel Avengers. That too, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, you didn't say anything about this one either, I don't think. So, I I got to play it Sunday afternoon. Right. Well, I didn't get to play it. Um, oh, you didn't. You didn't get to play. No. It. Uh, oh. <clears throat> I was sitting with Arthur Parsons, uh, who is the game director. Okay. Um, he's the guy that I sat with at New York Comic Con a couple years ago with Lego Batman Three. I was supposed to have like a 10, 15 minute look at it. And we sat there for an hour <laughs> just pissing off all the people that were waiting. Cause we were hogging the machine and just Way going, go. going nuts. The two of us like, Oh my God. And you could do this. Oh my gosh. Look at this. <laughs> um, so this time I, you know, I just kind of, it was very casual because I had already seen a lot of the stuff that they were going to tell us about at comic con. Um, okay. Because I was upstairs and did the whole press thing with two round tables with two guys from Marvel. I spent most of the time with them. And then he was at another table because there was so much press in there um, that this was a Comic-Con. So I had heard a lot of it. Um, So he just he said, well, let me just show you what we have here and what's, you know, some of the stuff you haven't seen. And the redone Manhattan um, from the first uh, after the Marvel superheroes the, game, no, yeah. from the first Marvel superheroes game. Oh, okay, okay. Where they had Manhattan, they rebuilt Manhattan for this. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> it's cool. amazing. It looks gorgeous. Um, so it's it just looks gorgeous. Uh, Avengers Tower is there. It starts as Stark Tower. Um, because you play through, I forget how many of the different movies, um, you play through, I think it starts at Iron Man three and goes through at least through the end of Avengers two. Okay. Um, but it includes everything in there. Uh, so you've got, uh, all these different areas you can go to Washington DC you can go to uh uh Barton's farm 
uh, out to Malibu to Tony Stark's uh, house in Malibu, um, Africa, uh, England. Cleveland? Um, Can you go to Cleveland? No. I'm out. Uh, Just all over the world, essentially, uh, is where you're going. And the cool thing is you've got the Avengers ship, like the this space plane uh, you can hop into it take off and then cruise around the world and figure out where you want to go and go land so that's how you mm-hmm. can move from place to place um there are 180 characters to unlock um just Jeez. single characters now within those single characters like iron man there are some outrageous number of Iron Man suits that you can unlock. So not just, you know, Iron Man Mark V. You have the Mark Eleven, the Mark Forty, the the Hulkbuster suit, the you know, you have like a dozen or two dozen different Iron Man suits to unlock. Okay. So it's well over two hundred different characters and things like that. Because with the Hulk, you've got the Hulk, you've got Bruce Banner, you've got um, the Bruce Banner from Avengers. Um, with okay. Captain America, you have, you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers, you have the um, the one with uh, gloves on because he's in the gym at one point in one of the movies and they had to use that. So you can use that (laughs) character version and they have every different variation of every different character. It's insane. It just starts reeking of overkill. I mean, no, it does so much fun. All the characters that are in the, in Batman three and it was so much fun using all those different characters. I get it, I guess, but, Oh, it's great. I love it. See, this is what I love. And this is where I say we had a contract. All those characters you just unlock as you play the game. We had a contract, Jerry. Me and the squirrels. Not the pigeons, though. <laughs> so it, it, this is you unlock these characters and you play them in the game. Hey, Lego Dimensions, you have to buy the characters. Uh, you cannot unlock a single one of them. You must buy all of them. That's crap. Um, so... But it, uh, yeah, it's all Traveler's Tales, but it's different groups that are working on them, and he right, has right. nothing to do with that. And I, you know, we've talked about that a number of times. But um, they have Bruce Banner in there, or Bruce Banner. They have um, uh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. So yeah. Lou Ferrigno as the security guard from Hulk. Oh, from the Eric Bana Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, from the he was in the. What's for Ed Norton? That's right. He was in that one too. He yeah. was in the Ed Norton Hulk as yeah. the security guard that got he's the pizza. I think he's in both. Okay. Uh, I don't. I I barely saw the Eric Bana one. It was so bad. I don't I think he was, was in that. I'm gonna have to look it up while you're talking. I, don't I thought he was in both. So, but the cool thing is, he can turn into the Hulk, but he turns <laughs> into he turns into seventies Hulk. Nice. You know, he he takes this green spray paint and spray paints himself and goes, <laughs> and then when he turns back, Stan Lee comes in and, and hoses him down. <laughs> By the way, I was right. He's in Hulk as security guard in 2003, okay. and he's in The Incredible Hulk in 2008 as security guard. Okay. 
And he also adds to the voice of the Hulk in 2008 and in the Avengers movies. Well, that's – and he's the he's the voice. He does his voice in the game. Right, right. right. So um, so there's little things like that. Stan has a Stan Buster outfit. I was right for a change. <laughs> Stan, Not by lunacy. The Stan Buster has like a giant pencil that comes off the top of it and everything and, and oh, all these – Yeah, it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's so cool. So there's just a million characters and the love for the properties is so evident. The um, the Agent Carter stuff, everything gets desaturated and they do like a 1950s uh, Manhattan and did everything. You see, did you see that there's a new trailer for Agent Carter season two? No, because I don't watch trailers. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet either, but I was like, <gasps> it's getting closer. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that until the show is out. Fucking watch it. Nope. Um, so yeah, the I, just the love for the properties is very evident, and it's so much fun. So I'm really excited for that. Of course. Nice. Um, plus, the Vita one is going to be the full, you know, basically a stripped down version of the game, like we want. Like, but it's not a port of the 3DS version. No. Oh, good. It's the full on, you know. Like Lego Batman, Lego Batman right, three right. was, and and Jurassic World kind of was too. Um, so it looks like they're well aware and they're kind of going in that direction with all of them, which is nice to see. Nice, cool. Uh, then the other thing I got to play was Horizon Chase, which yeah, it was funny. I thought that I was going to that appointment, and I totally like I freaked out. I'm like, shit, I forgot to see it. Yeah, and then you I said, saw. no, I took care of it. Nice job, Josh. So. This one, it's a small team from Brazil. Right. Uh, this game is out on iOS and Android, which when I heard that, I was kind of like, eh, but I played it. So um, it is, uh, it, they they say it's the inspiration is like OutRun um, and things like that. Right. Uh, I immediately felt like it was pole position. I, I too, so I have it on Android mm-hmm. and I feel the same way. I think it's a mix between OutRun and Pole Position. That, those yeah. are the two that popped in my head right away. And it is. It's kind of a mix between the two because, you know, right down the side of the road, you've got the the red and white stripes down the side of the road and the the angle it's at and the, the way the backgrounds move and everything. It feels like, like Pole Position 3. Because there was a pole right. position too. Yeah. So so here here's where where I have some concerns. Okay. It's made originally for mobile devices, which yeah. means it's very simplistic. It's left right on the touchpad or you know on the touchscreen, and then you just literally hold the accelerator. There's no brake. There's no shifting up and down like in pole position mm-hmm. uh, or outrun. So. Did you talk to them at all? Are they going to try it, to... No, well, it does have some simplicity. It's you you hold down to accelerate. Right. You let go to brake. There I understand is no that. brake brake. Right, right. You let go to brake uh, and you steer and everything. There's, you, there's gas pickups. There's uh, boost pickups. There's co- uh, coins to pick up uh, on every racetrack um but that's pretty much it right uh you're trying to get to first place obviously in every race uh there are 73 tracks 
um, which were how many there were on mobile, but they've also added a new area of Australia, which has a series of tracks as well. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's not as complex as some of the older games. Um, but it was fun. I just, I kept playing, I kept jumping from, cause I started with the first one, the first levels, which are San Francisco. And I was like, all right, let me just start with the easy ones and see. And then we jumped to Brazil and I was looking at some of those tracks and I was like, Oh, come on, look at that track. And he just started laughing. <laughs> um, so I tried a couple of the tracks get much more complex. The tracks themselves, uh, it's fun though. Uh, the other thing they do, if you get all the way to the, you know, if you beat the game essentially, right, uh, and get everything, then you unlock, which seems like a a serious time investment to unlock this mode. <laughs> um, you can derez the game essentially, right, uh, and it doesn't look like other. Well, but that's the thing because it was made for mobile. The game is free. And I yeah. bet you anything on the mobile side of things, that was something you could pay for. I, or unlock after grinding for 20 hours. I don't even know if that was in the mobile or not. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, but when you get to the end of the game, if you if you do all that, then you can derez the game. And he showed that to me, and he had me race one of the races with it. It doesn't look like your standard, you know, res of a game down to 8-bit or 16-bit or whatever it's sure it's much it's thin wide pixels and it's a lot of them so it makes the game messier and it makes it much harder to see what's coming up on the track to see is that a car i'm coming upon is that uh gas cans i'm coming up on is that what am i coming and then on top of that we were playing a track where it was raining and i'm like oh jeez i can't i I, I was coming in first on every track, and then I got to that one, and I came in. I think I eventually worked my way up to third, and that's where I ended up. But right, but it's much tougher with that. Um, they do add like rain on some tracks, on snow on some tracks, things like that. Um, yeah, it, I mean, you can see the mobile roots. It's it's not a very deep game. It's not a right, very right. complex game, but it is fun. I was actually, it it just gave me that old pole position outrun feel. Oh yeah, definitely. It's in a got more simplistic and that way. Sort of thing yeah. To make it more action packed. Um, but it's a nice looking game. Um, and it, you know, it, it plays really well. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just, it, it's not as complex. It doesn't have the, the gear shifting or anything like that. So don't expect that or drifting or anything like that. So don't, yeah, don't expect something like that. So I'm looking at it right now. I actually don't see anything to purchase. So I wonder how they're making their money on it. Uh, well, that was the thing. Like when it was on iOS, he said it was, they did really well on iOS and Apple like put them on the front page of the store for a while. And oh, nice. It was huge. And then when they went to Android, they decided to try something different and they released it for free on Android. Yeah, yeah. And they said they had like a million and a half downloads like the first day or within the first week or something ridiculous like that. Sure. Um, I'm not sure how they're making money off that one. Um, yeah, because I don't see any. I mean, I'm not very far in the game, but 
Yeah. How, you know, usually it's you, you either grind for credits or you can buy them, that sort of thing. So I'm wondering, yeah, I'm just curious now. Yeah, and I'm not sure. There it's it's cool though. I mean it's it's chunky polygons, you know, it's not like your it, standard it, I love the visual style though. Yeah. I really it, love what they did with it. It really looks nice. Um Yeah, it's it's not even that expensive on like iPhone. It's like three bucks. Yeah. Well you'll have a you'll have something to try try it with soon. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If I want to pay three bucks, I mean, come on. I might actually... <laughs> actually, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll grab it on the iPad Mini and try it with that game vice. Yeah. Yeah. See if it works. Yeah. So it's it's nice. It's not deep. It's not, you know, but it's 70, 80, 80 some tracks at least. Right. Um, I think it's around there. Uh, so there's plenty to keep you busy. And the backgrounds are just beautiful. And that's how they do it. You know, did, it's, did they say it's PS4 only or are they doing it for Vita as well? You know, I, I, I had talked to a number of different developers about yeah. stuff like that. And one of them, I can't remember. I, I have it recorded and I was trying to listen to it right before we, we recorded this. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody as I was going through and talking to them and playing the game, I said, so what about Vita? And they said, yeah, we're working on a Vita version. I was like, really? Nice. Oh, and I don't remember. I think it was them. I don't remember 100% if it was. The press release that we have only mentions PS4, but if they're not ready to talk about a Vita version, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's the thing. Whoever it was I was talking to uh, that surprised me with the Vita version. Yeah. um, I said, okay, you know, I don't know if you're even thinking about this yet. Cross buy is nice, you know, yes or no, whatever, but cross save is key. You must have cross save. Agreed. I said, because that's a huge thing being able to play a game on your PS4, throw the save over and take it with you on the train, on the flight to San Francisco, on wherever you're going, you know, just to have it on the go so that you don't have to play through the whole thing again a second time. Yeah. Uh, and whoever I was talking to was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got you. He's like, I kind of feel the same way. I know what you're talking about. Nice. So, but I don't, I really don't remember if it was them or not. I, I wish I just didn't have time. Cause I was there for like a half hour. I didn't, I didn't have time to go through all the audio. Um, but somebody did say that in all the games I spoke about earlier, somebody did say, and I think it was kind of a surprise when they said it. I was like, really? I I didn't know they were doing that. You guys were doing huh. that. So nice. um, I just don't remember which one it was. Mm. So Yeah, we'll find out eventually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. So good PSX this year again. Uh, it was interesting being in San Francisco, paying way more for food than we should have. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You know, when I got to the airport, uh, I'm walking through the windy Disneyland thing for security. <laughs> and as I come, you know, down one way, somebody is coming towards me the other way. Yeah. As this girl, and she had a PlayStation hat on. And sure. I'm, I'm carrying the, the PlayStation bag. And we kind of looked at each other and gave each other the nod <laughs> as we went by. 
And she caught up to me eventually because I hit this this end point where there's like this little barrier. You have to wait for them to call you. And we're standing there. And I said, so where are you, where are you going? She's like, uh, back to Jersey. And I was like, really? I think we're on the same flight. So we started yeah. talking. We went, we ate because we had time. We were both hungry. And we were just hanging out talking about the whole weekend and and all the stuff, you know, she saw and she was big into Broforce. She was like, That's my game. That's it's awesome. It's a great game, it really is. <laughs> yeah, she was really excited for that. Um but she missed the uh the keynote because oh, the only flight she could get, her plane landed at like ten after ten oh. on Saturday. Yeah. So she completely missed it. Um so she was asking me about that. Uh, it was really cool. She was really, really fun. Really nice girl. Um, she'd been to com- New York Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, so I looked up her, her YouTube videos. Creeper. Um, no, she, she gave me her card and I gave her my card. Um, and she's got all her YouTube and Twitter stuff on there. And she dressed as, uh, she did an Assassin's Creed thing for, um, for comic-con last year okay um which was really cool nice outfit nice um so i was watching the video like am i in the background randomly of any of this oh no (laughs) i wasn't (laughs) um but it would have been funny if i was yeah that would have been um Uh, some people were telling me that they could see you and i on and dave probably on the uh when the when the keynote was happening Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm like well, because yeah, of where we, we were, were. Like front and center. So, <laughs> um, I love that shoe called us out on that again too. As yeah. usual, you guys are in the front. <laughs> um, but it was cool. It was nice to have somebody to just hang out and talk to, like just somebody who was there as a fan, you know? Yeah. And there were get- a lot of people sitting in the uh, in the airport when I was there, but I really didn't. I was so out of it. I was just kind of sitting there, and there was a couple across from me that they were both wearing the. The 20th anniversary beanie and, you know, yeah. I saw a couple of other people with the bags and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had my Rocket League shirt on, so. It was cool to just, you know, hang out and talk to her and get her take on the whole thing. And then. Yeah. And I got lucky because this was, this plane, it was like 3-3-3 three, three, and three for the seating. Holy crap. Yeah. It was a huge freaking plane. Um, and I was all the way near the back and I thought I was in the last row. Um which when I I picked my seat and everything, I was in the last row, but okay. they switched planes. And oh. then, and because it was just two rows or, or yeah, two rows of three when I picked my seat. Um, but now it was three, three, three. So I ended up jumped up a little bit. There were like 10 rows behind me. Um, nice. But I got lucky because I was in the middle on the aisle and there was a girl on the other aisle seat, so there was a seat between us, and nobody ever came to it. So I took my PlayStation bag, jammed it under the middle seat, and I was able to stretch out, and I was out cold before we even took off. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it was funny because um, I was on Southwest, and you Southwest doesn't have assigned seating. They just have you're in a line. You're either in Group A, Group B, or Group C, 1 to 60. And it all depends on when you actually check in for your flight. Well, I was in the, in the middle of the floor, you know, when it, was, it came time. And I didn't think about it. And Dave was there. And he re- kind of reminded me. I'm like, oh, shit. <clears throat> so I got on the app and I checked in. 
and I was like in group B, which I was like, ah, because I can't check my camera bag because there's just too damn much equipment in there. And I hate trying to find a spot for the thing because it's just at that limit, you know, just barely at that limit. So when I got to the airport, uh, I I went in and it was dead at SFO on Monday morning, just dead. So I walked in and I was, I was going to check my, my duffel bag just because I didn't feel like dicking with it. So I go up because Southwest, you get a free, you get a free bag. So I go up to check it and I said, so when I checked in, it told me to ask about upgrading to either, you know, between A1 and A15. So I said, so can I check? And she goes, oh, you were so nice about it. I'll just take care of it. And they gave me a free upgrade. Nice. So I got A3. So got in, got exit row. The guy in front of me sat in, in the window seat. I sat in the aisle seat and because uh, he was going to Milwaukee for business. And, um, you know, we had a pretty full plane. Nobody sat in the middle seat. So we got to put the armrests up, got to stretch out a little bit ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because we had a little bit of turbulence here and there. And I, w- I didn't think anything of it because I had my headphones on. I was trying out those, those crossfade wireless from Vmoda. And I was watching Mitchell, MST3K. I was watching Mitchell. Um, so I was watching it, and you know, I'm just going along, going along. And I, I, as usual, I brought a bottle of water on with me because I've just been burned on flights too many times. And I'm just sitting there drinking my water and everything. And, and she had come by like early on, like, well, you know, what do you want to drink? And I told her. And all of a sudden, Mitchell gets done. And I look around, I'm like, wait, nobody's been by yet with anything. So then I took my headphones off. For a couple of minutes and all of a sudden the pilot gets on and he basically says like, oh yeah, well, we're sorry. Nobody's gotten their, their service, but we, we want to make sure everybody's safe. And we, you know, we told the, the flight attendants to sit down. I'm like, what? Cause it didn't feel like there was any turbulence really. So we didn't get anything until like the last hour of the flight. Hmm. So thank goodness I brought some stuff on with me. Uh, you know, cause we had extra food from the room. Yeah. Well, mine <laughs> but, was, uh, since mine was overnight, I was... Oh yeah! I just had to sleep. Well, I uh, I found a way to get those coasters home. By the way, yeah. So I got them shoved in my bag. So I have a whole sleeve of drawn to death coasters. (laughs) 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 But this is actually the most swag I've ever brought back from a a show. I think I have like six or seven shirts. I've got. I think it's the most I've ever brought back. You had a shitload, dude. You you were just stuffing it in that bag well i yeah barely i don't like bringing a lot of crap with me so i never really grab anything oh i i was getting shirts left and right and i was like yeah i love shirts love shirts yeah but i have i think out of all the shirts i got one of them fits me the and and of course it's the destiny shirt for the sparrow racing which of course dumb but the shirt's actually really which is the one i didn't get and i've gotten my two destiny shirts uh from e3 the past couple years yeah well so Well, yeah, it's uh, it was a fun time though. It, it was nice staying so close to the venue too, man. I'm not used to that, and I'm mm-hmm. all spoiled. Uh, but it it was a great time. It was great to see you know people that we've known for a while, like Lady Hawk, and holy crap, do we talk about that at all on Saturday night? No, because it was Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. When she uh, so Lady Hawk got really far in this competition they were having for John to Death, and the winner got this custom PS4 with uh, the artist for the game actually drew all over the PS4. So it looks like the Drawn to Death style. She got, and she got more than four. She got to the finals, and it was, down to, finals. it was down to her and one other guy. It was, she was, her and one other guy were the last two in the match alive. Yep, yep. 
if she had killed him, she would have won it. And yep. she was lining him up for a shot. She had him in her crosshairs, and boom, he got her. With a sniper rifle. Ugh. And, I mean, it was really funny because everybody was rooting for her. Yeah. Except for his buddies. Jaffe, all the producers. <laughs> Jaffe yelled at her. He's like, I got 10 bucks on yeah, you. You better right on you. You better win. And she turned around. She's like, I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> and she didn't have the character she usually takes. Because, yeah. Yeah, so, but she got really far, and... and no, that was Saturday night. That's right. It was really late Saturday night because I saw her on Sunday, and I'm like, "Do you feel better now?" Yeah, it was but it was crazy. cool. It was great to watch, and glad we got there for that. And yeah, it was it was really cool. So, yeah, uh, but it was great to meet all the new people as well. Uh, we had a pretty cool turnout at at the Thirsty Bear, and and I had people. It was so awesome. I I literally it was great. I had people walking up to me at the show, introducing yeah. themselves. So did I. It was great. It was weird. Only only one person recognized my voice. That was really cool. <laughs> That's always the weirdest one where they're like, "Are you Glenn? Because I just heard your voice and you sound like somebody." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the best one was, and I, I apologize. I, I don't remember your name, but I was standing there talking to a couple of Sony people about uh, about uh, about SOCOM, and I was making my case. And all of a sudden, the, the guy kind of stuck in, and he's like, "Hey, sorry to bother you. I'm, I'm so and so. I'm I, again. I forget your name, but I was just like, oh no, I was doing this right in front of somebody that listens to the podcast.' Mm. <laughs> but no, it was it was it was. I always I always talk about things like this, like it's a family reunion, but it's a family I actually give a shit about, you know, and 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 like being around. Uh, it was great to see our friend Meredith uh, Meredith Molinari. We got to hang out with her for a while. Yeah. Uh, it was great to see the MLB crew, the San Diego crew, the Santa Monica crew. Um, yeah, yeah. Talked to. Oh, and also um, uh, the PlayStation account on Twitter follows us now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So all kinds of cool stuff came out of this weekend. But it was good to see my good to see my better half, Josh. It was cool to see Dave and. Uh, Got him over to my hotel room because uh, somebody had graciously asked or uh, you know offered to let Dave stay with with them and and I had more room obviously so uh, had Dave stay in my room and it was good to see Dave and and have him help us out um yeah so it was it was just it was a great weekend glad we glad we got to go yeah yeah it was fun uh, and I I did hear a rumor that. It might be Vegas next year again, or another rumor I heard late Sunday was it might be New York City. <laughs> so just telling you now, that's that's the rumor. That would be amazing. Actually, that would suck. That girl and I were talking about that. I said I would love this to be in New York City, but I can't see that happening. And mm. that would be freaking awesome if it was. I would hate it. Because the crowd they would get there, oh my gosh! Because that's probably why I would hate it. <laughs> because there are so many people, I mean, so many people from Massachusetts down to yeah. Washington D.C. that would all converge there because it's not that far, and right. there is so much of a population on the East Coast in that well, corridor. That's the theory behind it: is the the fact that pax has been so successful moving around and mm-hmm. having you know pax east pax uh texas yep. blah 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 that i mean th- this is all about the fans and and yeah and that's the whole playstation experience well they about should the fans. and and i yeah. honestly thought that they would move it to a new place each year to to 
be and able to might, get people in. That might be what happens. Yeah. So the, that's the theory. I know a couple other people at Sony for some odd reason want it to be in New Orleans. Uh, I think that's just because, because they want to party. <laughs> may, I can party wherever, man. I I don't need to go to New Orleans to party. I can. But it's New Orleans. See, we, I would we did a pretty good job partying in Vegas last year on Sunday night. So I'd be thrilled if they start moving it around because there's a lot of places I've never been that I would love to see. <laughs> well, then we'll have it in Newark, New Jersey. That's, that'd be great. <laughs> At least it'd be easy for you to get there every day. Yeah, so it, it it was a lot of fun, and it was good to see that it, that they pulled it off again. And you know, I, things did go a lot smoother this year, which is good. That you know, they they seem to have learned from what was going on last year. And and I mean, last year went pretty smooth as well. I think it went smoother than anybody expected. Uh, but it, it was really cool, and and uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to see everybody, and that was the most important part of it. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yes, go take a bath, and then I'll be up. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There's a new Bob the Builder that he wants to show me. So oh boy! He's well, we're done. We, we can we can stop. Yeah. I. Oh man. I. I. Kind of excited for the idea of them moving it around every year. I shouldn't have told you that. No, but, be hearing about it all year now. No, but I think they. I thought that after Vegas, I thought it would be nice if they did one. You know, if they just moved around, like go to Chicago, go no, to Miami, to go to F Milwaukee, then no, it's not going to go to Milwaukee. Why? It would go we to Chicago. Fuck no, that. because Milwaukee's close to Chicago, and it would go to Chicago because Chicago's it's close to Milwaukee. They can come up here. Chicago's bigger. They're not going to Milwaukee. But that makes Milwaukee even better because it's they're not going to, to Milwaukee. <laughs> it's cheaper to stay in Milwaukee. It's cheaper not going to, get to, to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Keep trying. Not yeah. going there. Just saying. Uh, I could see. I could see Chicago. I could see somewhere in Texas, maybe Austin or Austin be nice, but it wouldn't be a probably be Houston. Um, I could see New Orleans. I could see maybe Miami. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Uh, Uh, I could see Nashville even. I would hit Miami just because I'd have to hang around with like Double Arican and those guys. And I could see them getting somewhere in like Nashville area so that you could get that chunk of the country to come in that way I'd be right with that. new york or boston uh for the northeast i would rather have it new york than boston just because pax is in boston yeah yeah wow that'd be cool all right I kinda simmer down do. travel boy i know i kind of hope they do though yeah it'd be cool so um yeah what are we I? done uh, <laughs> So there was something else I wanted to. I have to edit this whole mess together still. Yeah, well, I already have Saturday our Fat Princess interview, our Shuhei interview. This I already have a a title and a banner anyway. Oh, cool. So I was I was thinking of a title something like uh, "It Only Took Nine Years." Well, it was. uh, Oh crap! Where is it? It was. What's the title? (laughs) Hang on! Hang on! It's loading. Give it a second. It's loading. It Long back. overdue. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. And now you have all those great reference shots of you and I in front of a blue screen. I'm not going to waste them all right now. I'm not going to blow still, my load right here in the first so, shot. But that was that, I don't know if we mentioned that, but it was great because we had that two hours before the keynote started. Yeah. And they had the PlayStation logo up on the screen. So we told Dave, hey, take some pictures of me and, me and Josh. Talked. So we yeah. made all these faces. We talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> shit. It just it just happened. Like we we were just doing it. It was just us standing between the PlayStation logo, making yeah. funny faces. And then I, as as Dave was all paranoid, did I get the shot? Did I get the shot? And I looked at them. I was like, you know what? Our heads are perfectly on that blue screen, and it would make it so easy to cut them out. <laughs> yeah. At least now maybe I'll have a thinner pitch, picture of my head. No, but there's something charming about using those same two dumb pictures of us <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> uh, that's why I mean, but I look so fat and dumb in them well it was always the Joel well I'm making a fat, weird drunk, face no way to go through life son I'm making a weird face it, it was you me and Joel and it was those same three headshots over and yeah. over and over and over again and that was the fun of it but moving into our 10th year maybe we should retire him and get new stupid shots well then I'd have to get a new shot of Stuart for every time he's on and, and using well, sure that same one shot of him was funny too well, I'm sure that could be arranged. Eh. I'm on his Facebook. I, I'm sure I can go find something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, let's end this. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at PS Nation, at PJF Josh, at Torgo PSN. Uh, don't forget PSNation.com. Use that affiliate link section, please, especially for all your Christmas shopping or Hanukkah shopping or whatever all other holiday you might be uh, celebrating this month. Clearly, poor Shu is not going to be able to listen to this because we've gone another four hours. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. Jeez, I thought this was going to be a quick yeah, one. Tonight. It's going to be an hour. Hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. God. All right. We're out of here. Uh, again, thank you so much to Shu for joining us. Thanks to the Fun Bits guys for uh, sitting down with us for a while to talk some Fat Princess. And uh, thanks to everybody else that we got to see and talk to at PSX. Uh, we'll talk to you all very soon. Josh, you got anything else? Fantastic weekend. It was. It was great. Sony was awesome. Everybody, Everybody was who awesome. we met was awesome. Yeah. All the developers, all the people, all the fans of just Sony and PlayStation in general. And Wait, can we have an alternate title? What? Fuck you, expensive Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was enjoying watching the weird people standing in front of the Fast and Furious 7 plane and then The Rock standing or not The Rock, the Vin, uh, Diesel, Vin Diesel standing on the steps of the Fast and Furious the, 7 plane. The words haven't been invented yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. They were showing the they were showing the um, bonus footage DVD on one of the TVs at Denny's yeah. with no sound. It was really weird. <laughs> hey, we were paying for that. Fifteen and a half dollars for chicken strips. <laughs> <laughs> they better come out and like butcher that chicken right in front of me. <sighs> Let me drink some of its blood. All right, we're out of here. Get out there, play some games. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. So what's the solution? Ask me what. <laughs> I say on a first date, you don't want a dinner table. Damn it. What you want is a card table. A man and a woman meet up at a card table. Write down all their emotional problems on little cards and take turns slapping them on the table and being honest. First date, the guy's got his card. He goes first. He goes, hi, I'm Bob and I'm a Scorpio. She goes, hello, I'm Sally. I'm a psycho. Okay. My father locked me in the closet when I was five years old. My dad came out of the closet when I was seven years old. I'm self-centered and obsessed with my appearance. I'm from Los Angeles also. Okay. <laughs> All right.
All right, it's my turn now. <laughs> I can't have an orgasm unless I'm on top. I can't have an orgasm unless I'm on crack. <laughs> I, I have an imaginary friend named Bosco. You know Bosco? <laughs> I'm neurotic. I need to see other people. I'm schizophrenic. I am other people. Okay, it's fine. I'll be fine. I'm going to go now. 